Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Joel, I'm doing quite well myself, all things considered. Excellent. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I guess we're probably at the point now where we don't, we don't even really yeah. need to say that. say that. Everyone knows. It's almost like, hey, what'd you do this week? Um, Nothing much. <laughs> Yeah, no, not much. Like just went to the shops. That's about it. Hey, I went. I did. I did three hours of work yesterday. Nice. I went back to work yesterday. Oh. So I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing one shift a week now. So, nice. Uh, was yeah, it? Was long it story weird? short, the place. A little bit, yeah, because it's it's different. Like, basically, long story short, the place I work at was an arcade, but for now it can't be. So the company's doing like. Uh, Uber Eats delivery from the kitchen. So we're just offering food on Uber Eats that you can buy. And it's not many people are doing it. So if you're in the 5Ks of the Docklands in Melbourne and you want to order some food, go hit up Mike's. But um, but yeah, it was really quiet and just hung out and talked with people I hadn't seen for a while. It was actually quite nice. But... Yeah, like as much as I don't really enjoy a lot of a lot of my job, it's nice to go somewhere and see people like yeah it does it yeah. does help um 100 mm, um but apart from that just you know i played a dnd session last night nice. which was uh dm'd by your your uh housemate brendan yes yeah, so um, I, I, of... i've been listening to him feverishly hammering away away at his keyboard at, at, at <laughs> any given opportune moment that he had well i i i have told him this myself but i had a very good time playing it it was it was a lot of fun we had a really good session last night um uh, the character he's given me is is a lot of fun to play around with so i got some really fun uh role-playing moments last night which is really good um but yeah we had a lot of fun but apart from that i guess the one thing we've been doing is been playing some video games we have played some video games we played some video games yes which i guess in order to talk about said video games that we've played it's time to hit up the quest log mission completed Quest log. Our quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, uh, where we discuss all the different things we've been playing over the week. Um, in terms of this week, I haven't really played a whole lot. I've played some things um, that, like we've talked about before, but mostly the only I, I played one new game. I think off the top of my head, actually, there's one thing I did want to bring up before. I did mention last week that I had I started playing last week that I've been still pottering away at. Um, I've been playing Beat Saber finally. Um, I finally got around to picking it up on my on my the PSVR unit that I've got at my house, and um, and yeah, tell you what, the game is a good workout. Um, I've been trying to do like you know when I when I when I do get time to play it, I try and set aside like at least half an hour, forty five minutes. Um, I usually end up going to 45 minutes to an hour, not even realizing it, but except for the fact that I'm dripping in sweat. Um, and I also just bought the uh, the Linkin Park song pack this week as well for it, which if you own Beat Saber and you like Linkin Park, well, you probably already got it, but it's it's worth getting. It's about 20 bucks and it's got like eight or nine songs on it. And it's it's like a best of playlist of like eight or nine songs that you would want. I'm like, I like all of these songs. They are all great. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. Uh, but, you know, Beat Saber, if you, 
you you probably know what Beat Saber is. It's been around for long enough now. Um, it is a like a rhythm uh, a VR rhythm game where you've got two lightsabers essentially, um, and yeah, there's like floating blocks that come to you and you have to sort of slash at them at, at different directions. Um, cool things I didn't realize about it, but from playing Beat Saber at home and like sort of going through a tutorial for it, um, is that the harder you hit, like you slash through the the blocks and the more like close to the center that you hit through them, the more points you get. So it's like your accuracy oh, and okay. like Make it how into it you're getting. Yeah, it's good. Like it's, it was really cool too. Like knowing that now, I'm like, oh, okay, this this makes a lot more sense in, in trying to sort of going for those higher scores, and it also helps you sort of work up more of a sweat. Um, I must admit, after the first two days of doing, after the first day, I was pretty sore. Then after the second day, I I felt like I I mean, I mean I don't do I don't work out like let's face it I don't do any sort of physical exercise that much, um, especially in isolation like my my workout and and exercise used to be like work and walking around work and and dancing with customers and all that sort of stuff you know like um, stuff that I'm expected to do at work which I could pass off as exercise in a way. Um, so like having these, you know, however many months off of not doing that, um, yeah, I was sore. Like my arms and my legs, because there's parts where you've got to like squat to duck. Sometimes there'll be like giant blocks of red and you need to sort of like dodge either like left or right or duck down. Um, and so basically when you duck down, you're essentially doing a squat. So um, yeah, my legs were very sore uh, and it was not great trying to lift up my son. Um, with the, my arms that just felt like dead weights. So I guess the question is, that versus Ring Fit Adventure, what do you recommend of the two? <laughs> if you're looking for a workout, I would say Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, different things. I think you could do them both in tandem. If you if you had the means to do so and, ha- and wanted to do, like, you know... Uh, and it just depends what kind of games you're into as well. Like, I think Ring Fit Adventure is a lot more accessible and a lot... Like, the barrier of entry, obviously... Price wise is a lot. Oh better. yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and but but also in terms of like, oh this this looks like a game. It's it's not intimidating. This is a piece like this is just a, it's a circle and a, a strap that I put on my leg. Um, and then Beat Saber though, like you've got to have a headset. You've got to have a VR unit of some description to play it. Space to use um, a VR unit. Exactly, space to use it. You've also got to be into rhythm games because if you don't like rhythm games, then there's no point because it's, 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 it is straight up a rhythm game. Um, it's like, you know, instead of having notes coming towards you on like a flat plane, they're coming to you in all different directions. You've got to try and slash at them. There's actually a mode because like just tinkering around some of the things, there is a mode in there that is called 90 degrees mode. And basically you have to, there's notes coming from you from different like left and right as well. So left, right and center uh, and I accidentally started a song and just like in free play on that. And it was terrifying because I was like, oh God, they're coming from. And yeah, it was like instant failure, obviously, because <laughs> I had no idea and I was not ready for it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, look, if you, if you like rhythm games and you own a VR unit, again, you've probably already got Beat Saber, but if you don't, it's worth your time. hundred percent worth your time. Um, it, it's, it's great to watch people play as well. Like, Watching streamers play Beat Saber is it's one of those games that is entertaining to watch because they will do really fun things. There's a, an Australian streamer called uh, Nazy. She's awesome uh, at Beat Saber and she's great to watch. She actually did 
this is for all the Australians listening. Um, she she plays on PC, obviously, and you can get like custom songs and people so, like songs that like note note sheets that um people have made for custom songs that you can just download and import into the game. And someone made one for the Bunnings Warehouse um song, and I was like, well done, this is great. Uh, she also did one the other day. She was doing a stream where she played uh the Four Guys music, but she was wearing a giant blow up like inflatable blob costume thing <laughs> that made it look like a that, jelly that is some from commitment right there yeah it's really great and it is, it's it's fun to watch i because I, I follow her on twitter and like scroll through and she'll just post videos every now and then i'm like i'll stop and watch them because they're so much fun um but yeah it, it, it's a great game the other the cool thing that i noticed about now having it at home uh it has a campaign mode like it has a like a campaign like series of challenges mode that basically it gives you like a branching path of levels that you can pick and you can go through and, and do them at your leisure. And it's just like the basic song pack that it, the game comes with, with um, progressively, you know, the difficulty gets upped as you go, as you progress forward. And it also adds different modifiers. So it might be the notes will disappear as they get close to you. So you've got to remember which way, like the directional note. So they have like a little arrow on it and that arrow will disappear as it gets close to you. And you've got to remember which way, which it's hard. Um, yeah, I, I can, I can see that just absolutely, I would fall apart at that point. Yeah, it's a staple in most rhythm games. I know Guitar Hero does it. I know DDR does it as well. There's a, as, as a, as a modifica, um, modifier that you can put on um, that a lot of people like to use. Um, and yeah, it's just it's difficult in this. <laughs> um, and like it might speed the song up or it might slow the song down or it might add conditions like... Um, hand movement like distance your hands have traveled so it measures sometimes it'll if, if you have a modifier modifier like that on um it'll be like you have to move more than 650 meters with your hands so anytime you move the two move controllers on playstation obviously but like your two controllers that you're using it'll push that that number up so it's like it, you've moved this many meters now you've used this many meters so it's encouraging you in between notes to sort of keep moving and like moving those ones around so you're trying to push that number up um which is a, a really cool modifier that i didn't even know was a thing uh and it sort of adds like an extra layer on top of that while you're trying to you know perfect these notes um but it also it, again it's encouraging you to move so you're sort of you know working out even more of a sweat um but i'm having a ball with it i'll anytime i've got a spare moment and i, I can sort of squeeze in a few uh a few tracks here and there um I set it up and get it all ready to roll, but it's um, yeah, it's hard when you've got like a thirteen-year-old, a thirteen-month-old. Whoa, running Joel. Out. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it hasn't been that lots long. Has, <laughs> lots has happened. It's been eighty-four years. Um, Jesus. But yeah, like it's <laughs> it's hard when you've got like one of them running around and you you can't really put on a headset, even if you're like my like because my wife's home at the moment on holidays, so. Even if she's there, it's it's hard because I don't want to accidentally like clock him across the head while I'm swinging in my lightsaber uh, around my lounge. All those wires, all those cables. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not too bad. There's only one big one yeah. that comes out from behind the TV, but um, then like all the the rest of like the box and everything, that's where all the wires are. But you know, he's an inquisitive little bugger, so he likes to try and find those things. Yes, um, I can imagine. But yeah. But yeah, Beat Saber, it's tops. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, 
Do you want to tell me about uh, what you've been playing this week? Sure. Well, I think I think I thought maybe I've mentioned this when we we're talking about the uh, indie world that happened recently. But I was pretty determined to at least pick up one new indie game that was from that showcase, like because there were so <laughs> many shadow drops. Uh, and I ended up pulling the trigger on Manifold Garden. I got it on right. I got it on PS4, not Switch, because right. Because I don't know. I kind of wanted to look it to look its best on the TV. I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> if there's any massive performance differences on Switch, but I was like, you know what? This game's got such a clean, like art style that I want it to look crisp and nice. So I I picked the, I say, the console version, like the, the PS4 version. Yeah, it seems like if it was going to have any problems visually, it's it, it would it would struggle on the Switch. But I don't think it's had any problems yeah. with it. But um, I get what you mean. And though. also, like, wanting to look its best. Platinum trophy. What can I say? <laughs> it's, got, it's got a platinum trophy, and there's nothing that's going to encourage me to do all, like everything in a puzzle game in a platinum trophy. Like my general can inquisitiveness be... can only go so far, but a platinum trophy, I'll I'll do it. They can be the most like infuriating ones, though, in puzzle games. <sighs> One day I will go back to the witness. <laughs> will you? I, oh, I only have that that big um the like the last one the random puzzle like you got to do all the random puzzle rooms to finish it once i finish that i'll get the platinum and i'll be good but anyway <laughs> this is this is like a, like besides being a puzzle game very different to the witness uh so right. manifold garden is again i don't know how to really describe it honestly it i would describe its art style or even just like its visual design it reminds me of those like perspective puzzles or like perspective like illusions you could you see used to see over time I think, again, I, I, obviously, content-wise, very different to, like, say, a Monument Valley, but that's sort of what I would describe its visual direction as. And definitely what I got from when I saw what I saw of it, I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, that's probably what I would compare it to closest. But the general rule of the game is that you have to be. It's all about being aware of your surroundings, very much spatial puzzle oriented, rather than just like. A lot of I know a lot of the time in the witness I would have to get a notebook and be like, oh, okay, shit, what is this rule? I better write this down in case I need that later. Jesus Christ! Um, whereas this one's more just like being in the rooms, we'll, you'll figure it out, and you get that nice little light bulb moment. The gameplay, the way it just messes with your mind and your your orientation is pretty astounding, though, because basically you have the ability to shift gravity at will. Um, okay. There's no jump button because if you want to change your surface or your level, basically you've got to walk up to... Okay, you're on the floor. You walk up to the wall. You press R2. Now that is your floor. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah, So you, right. you can be on all the surfaces. And they, they do assign each one a color. So it's a lot. It's kind of easy to sort of keep track of where you are. And the games, I, I, I assume it might evolve. I've only done two chapters so far. Um, but presently, the rules are pretty simple. Like, if you've got a, a red cube, for example, it'll have an arrow on the bottom, which means it can only be interacted with when you are on the red layer. And okay. So, and it'll just, if you put it down, it'll just like, anchor to that spot. And um, if you if you shift gravity, it won't fall or anything like that, unless you drop it off an edge, which is pretty fun to do if you just want to see, like, the old um, portal days where just have things like infinite falling. You can do that if you want. Yep. Because... Uh, one of my other favorite things in this, and it's obviously encouraged, is because of it, a lot of the puzzles being set on like small little floating, I guess, islands, for lack of a better description, honestly, floating buildings. 
right. when you get outside sometimes to actually progress you have to throw yourself into the abyss and then you just sort of loop and you can look around right. you the entire time and basically the exact area where you are is just copied and pasted all around you because it's infinite right it's really it's really cool to look at um but yeah so then but you, a lot of the time you've got to actually just throw yourself off and fall down until you reach it again and be like cool that's where i need to go to like sort of drift towards it and like r2 to change gravity to stick to that surface just like it's again i haven't found any of the puzzles incredibly difficult but there still has been a nice level of reward when i do figure them out uh they are starting to get more complex like for the for the bulk of the start it's really just like get red box put on red button and you're like okay well that's simple yeah. enough i can mm-hmm. i i can do colors <laughs> i can connect colors but the stuff i'm doing at the moment actually involves like um so at the start the boxes have the arrows which tell you where they anchor to but on the top there's like little indentations which are like little l's i guess and i was like huh i don't know what these are for but at the current chapter i'm at up to i can actually use those to redirect like paths of water and i was like okay okay all right and then I, that so that was fun enough sort of figuring that out and then the other layer was it's like okay cool so you need to get this blue crate across to this switch here's this path of water. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And I relate widened a bit. But then when I changed my center of gravity to get the blue cube, that, that water that was once just like, you know, water. So you pass through it freezes and becomes a bridge. So the goal I had to do was like bounce the water around to um, hook around so I could use it as a bridge to get to the blue switch. Again, not hard, but clever little cool-looking puzzles. And yeah, it is it is a delight to look at. It even essentially has a, a feature to just generate wallpapers because it has a photo mode, which is cool in itself. Um, but in that photo mode, obviously, you can change your camera angle, change the color of like every little bit and piece, bits and pieces and putting on filters and stuff. But it also has a randomize button you can press. And as you press that, it'll just like, just like affect all the sliders and be like, here's a picture. Here's a picture. Here's a picture. And there's some of them's like, I would have that as a wallpaper. That's that's gorgeous. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I, I remember seeing this. I, I think I said this when we spoke about it, Indie World. Um, Daniel Bloodworth from the Easy Allies talked about it. And E3, I don't know what's time anymore, a few years ago. Yeah. And I was like, when that comes out, I need to get it. And then I forgot about it until the Indie World. And I was like, that game's coming out. I need to get it. And yeah, so far, I'm very so- happy to say that I'm enjoying it a lot. That's awesome. So, is there is is there some sort of narrative going through it as well? Not really. Is it just it's just you know, know just, just solving puzzles, and puzzles. I'm I'm completely no. fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. I was just curious. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this could this could lend itself to having sort of like an interesting. Because well, I know the witness but... has has like a narrative thread sort of going through it, and again, one could be introduced yeah. here. Just presently, I'm just solving puzzles, and it's fun. The music is and the ambience is really nice visually. It's so neat and tidy to look at. Yeah. I just, I'm just yeah. really happy with it. I, 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 I see a lot of people sort of like, you know, m- comparing it, not comparing it, but like putting it in the same category as something like The Witness. But you mentioned Portal, and I think to me it seems like more of a Portal game. And hearing you talk about it, like uh, saying how it's not overly difficult, but you still get that sort of like hit, of, like you know, that endorphin rush when you figure something out, or that oh, yeah. light bulb moment when you go, aha, and that's portal 100 percent. yeah I, that's what i loved about that which is why i was curious if there was some sort of narrative running through yeah it, but, one could come in but um, I, I absolutely get the comparisons of witness 
you know, first person puzzle game, it's easy to sort of to draw those conclusions. But um, yeah, like I said, whereas a lot of a witness, I would actually be taking physical notes to remember the various rules that game would throw at you. This one was just more of a, yeah, just you, you sit down on the couch and just solve them, some puzzles and it feels good. And again, just everything clicks so nicely that it's just, it gives you enough of those little light bulb moments. And yeah, the, the fact that it is a, a, more so about being aware of your surroundings and how, how you can manipulate them rather than just, again, remembering complex rules. I mean, maybe that's the narrative. Maybe, maybe again, that's, I am, maybe that's the underlying message. Like, I'm two chapters in. It could, like, ne- <laughs> next chapter, it could be like, cool. Here's the story, and here's a here's a bunch of rules. Get your notepad ready, and I'll. I'll here's like, a boss fight. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> what do? But um, at the moment, just it's just a delight. Awesome, awesome. Well, I have one more thing that I played this yes. week. I'm very um, curious about this. Lay it on me. So. So uh, much like you, uh, I, I felt the need to, you know, lash out on an indie game this week. I didn't get one that was one of the sh- the six shadow drops from so the, many the indie direct. I decided to go with a game that uh, came out last year that I've been looking at. Uh, well, both of us have been looking at for quite a while now, but um, it was finally on sale again, and I had the means to do it, and I was like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to pull the trigger on it, and that is uh, River City Girls uh, from Way Forward. Uh, published by Arxis Works, uh, Arc System Works. Sorry, I'm so used to calling them Arxis now. Um, but I mean, I believe if you know, you know, it's Arxis. It's Arxis. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and Way Forward, who are the developers behind things like uh, Shante, and I believe they did Master Blaster Zero as well. I could be talking at my, I could be talking about my butt here, but hang on, let's have a look. Let me find. <laughs> I out. actually don't. I'm curious. I don't now. think they did. No, I don't think they did either. They did, yeah. Mighty Switch Force is one of the other ones that they're sort of known for that I think is quite popular as well. Um, and they are also doing that Bakugan game that got announced. Yeah, they sure are doing Bakugan. Yeah, so um, they've done a lot of like, so they've done quite a lot of like shovelware. Oh, A Boy in His Blob. That's the other one that they're sort of well known for as well. Uh, but I like this M- stuff. Mummy D Master's sh- got a bit of, bit of uh, buzz as well. Oh, and um, DuckTales Remastered was great. Oh, yeah, so they they do good stuff, especially in the sort of like platforming uh, world of things. And then I love some, the Shantae sometimes game. they do stuff like Silent Hill Book of Memories, which isn't even it's not their fault. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not their fault. Oh boy, uh, but yeah, so uh, I really like the Shantae games. Um, River City Girls is not like a Shantae game. Um, it is a. It's they they call it a spin-off uh, a title. Um, but it's almost like a like a spiritual sequel um, to River City Ransom or the uh, uh, Kunio Kun series, um, which is quite popular uh, around the world, which is for being a, a you know one of the premier brawlers and uh, beat 'em up games. Um, the reason why I wanted to play this is uh, a few things. One, you play as two. The the two main characters are two girls who go out and kick ass. And I'm all for that shit. Um, uh, even if the reason why they're doing it is a little bit still like archetypal, I guess. But you know, they're they're it's a beat they're two up, boyfriends like, have been. Gonna, it's a beat 'em up. <laughs> exactly, and but, but and it's sort of like flipping the roles as well. Like their two their two uh, boyfriends have been kidnapped. Uh, who the two boyfriends are the two main characters from the original River City Ransom game. Um, 
So, and these were their, their two girlfriends that I think featured, I think they were the ones who got kidnapped originally. I don't know a lot about River City Ransom. Um, and the other reason is because of games like River City Ransom uh, inspired things like the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game. Because uh, there is a very uh, big parallel between, you know, you play River City Girls and I'm like, oh, this is scratching that Scott Pilgrim itch that Man, uh, I, I kind of wanted to scratch for a while. I miss that Scott Pilgrim game. Yeah, me too. Um, but this is, this, I, I'm, I'm happy to say this is like a, a good compromise, I think. Uh, even if it is very hard <laughs> to be fair like so again i don't i i don't want to go too far into comparisons but i definitely remember the scott pilgrim game kicked my ass a lot yeah and like a lot of beat yeah, ups absolutely like, battletoads was making me feel like a baby at times it's funny though i guess because like the origins of like beat em up games were designed to be like oh yeah quarter chewers arcade like coin chewers yeah, so take it's... those money take the money uh, which, ironically enough, is it's still the, f- the case in things like River City Girls and River City Ransom because um, the punishment for when you die, like when you like get downed, uh, is you lose a percentage of your money, which is used to buy like items and like uh, like equipable items as well that you can use to sort of buff your skills uh, and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, up to like one to two player beat em up, and yeah, you these two girls who are going out to sort of save their boyfriends who've been kidnapped. Uh, and so you're going around trying to find information from people. Um, so it's got this sort of RPG element to it as well, where you're like, like seeking out quests and trying to track down, you know, new leads to find out who might have taken um, your your boyfriends. Uh, I'm about, I'm up to the second boss, and currently it's been I've spent two days on this boss, uh, not playing it very intrins in like in depth. Or, or like spending a lot of time on it, but like when I have been, it's it's been kicking my ass. So, um, yeah, if if you like your beat 'em ups and you like them hard, this is this is a game for you as well. Um, visually, it looks amazing. It's got a the, the the pixel art and the run cycle on the the two girls is awesome. It's so fluid, and I love it so much. And it just feels like it's one of those games where I'm like, I have to play with the D pad. Like I can't. I've tried. I started off playing with the stick, but then it starts introducing because you can get you as you level up you get more like abilities and, and moves that you can do but there's also a dojo that you can go and buy more moves with the money that you earn from like beating people up um and some of them involve like running so you've got a double tap to run and that's not impossible to do on a stick especially like effectively and where you, like at the the speed that you want to be able to do it in the in the game um so I've switched down to the D-pad which is Great, but also not great because you know the Switch D pad. The Switch D pad is pretty bad. Yeah, I've actually been looking into um, ever since I replaced my my Joy-Con uh, on my my uh, my left Joy-Con. I've been, I've replaced the joystick on it. Um, I've been looking into like modding uh, Joy Cons, and I'm trying to find my old set of Joy Cons, like my my launch ones that I got, my red and blue ones, because I'm like. I found some really cool, like, SNES style, like, in the style of SNES uh, Joy-Con, like, cases that I can remod them. Um, And it doesn't seem that hard to do. And you can get ones that have a proper D-pad in them as well, like a a SNES D-pad. And I'm like, ooh, it's speaking to me. That might be a a future project if I can find my Joy-Cons. But, uh, yeah, in terms of the gameplay, it's really fun. You level up. The more you beat people up, you get money from them. 
You can use that money to buy the items, buy moves, uh, and when you die, you lose a percentage of that money. Uh, the reason why this game is on my radar is, well, I, I, I'm not hugely into the beat-em-ups. I'm not like a huge fan for beat-em-ups, but I do enjoy them, um, primarily because of the Scott Pilgrim game. I think that was the one that really opened me up to that, and especially after playing Streets of Rage 4 with you this year as well. Oh, it's Streets of Rage fun. 4 are so good. It's a really good game. And so I was like, oh, I want, want some more of that that action. So, uh, And this is a great game to play on the Switch because it is pretty grindy, I think. I think the game wants you to grind. I, don't, I think it is possible to sort of beat these bosses without doing that. But for me, who is just not very good at the game, I guess, um, it's, it's, it's a lot more fun to go out and just loop back through the certain areas because it's also one interconnected map. Um, that you go from like area to area. Uh, so there's like a mall and a street setting. There's a school that you start out in. Um, and then I'm, I'm just on the edge of a contract, construction site at the moment. The, the, the fight I'm uh, in at the moment, like the boss fight, is on the rooftop of a construction site. So um, there's fully like anime style cutscenes as well. So like uh, each boss gets its own like cutscene intro um, that you get to sort of sit through, which is great. The first few times which i'll loop back around to that in a second um and it has its like own intro like anime intro sequence as well with an awesome song um which the music is fantastic uh, so really, you really hadn't mentioned music. the music yet is it yep. what sort of music is it it's sort of like uh synth pop okay with a little bit of rock dropped in there as well uh, right. i think they described it as synth pop as well but um i was hoping for chip it's fun still okay I mean, it, it, there is chiptune element of it in there as well. Um, all the sound effects are chiptune. Like it sounds like an arcade game when you, especially when you die. And I know that sound effect off by heart because I've heard it so fucking often um, in the past day or two. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there is like there is that chiptune element to it as well. But it's also very synth pop. There are songs that have vocals. Like I was in the shopping mall. I was fighting my way through. They're just like looping back. Uh, well, oh no, I just got there and I walked in. These different songs started playing. And then, like, this, like, female vocalist came in as well and was, like, seeing full lyrics over the top of it. And I'm like, this is pretty cool, actually. Um, the theme song and I think a couple of the other songs that involve, like, guitar. Uh, Nate Wants to Battle actually did the guitar for it, which is really cool. Um, and that's not where the sort of YouTube connection ends. There are a lot, there are quite a few YouTubers in the game. Um, the ones of note that I know personally, um, I've already met Jacksepticeye. Um, he's playing a different character, obviously, but I'm like, that's... That's Sean, 100%. Um, at one point, I know that uh, Danny and Aaron from Game Grumps are in it, and I know the characters they're playing, yeah. which is fucking great. It's a great, it's um, a great throwback. <laughs> yeah, I won't say because you know if you don't know, yeah, it's it's, like it's a massive, Grumps, it's, it's a massive injury. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. It's pretty funny. Um, and uh, who else is in there as well? There's someone else. Oh, Ross O'Donnell. Uh, uh, Ross O'Donovan, sorry. Um, he's in there as well at some point. Um, I haven't met him yet, but yeah, as soon as I met, uh, Jacksepticeye, I'm like, you can't, that it's him. It's Jacksepticeye. Um, so it's really, really cool. Uh, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'd be interested to see how it would work, how, what, if the difficulty would change, uh, that much playing co-op. I'm wondering if it'd be a little bit easier to, especially with boss fights, being able to sort of like one person kite. Uh, like draw like draw aggro and the other person able to do damage up behind as well might make things a little bit easier um i just keep thinking about that boss in streets of rage 4 
the um, <laughs> oh yeah. And I just think, Joel, but like, maybe, but also maybe they have ways to work around that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm wondering if this, if that, because like the move set of the the guy I'm currently fighting, I feel like is very like one on one. It's it feels except for a couple of different parts where it could be otherwise. Um, and I don't know if there's a mechanic where like if one of your like if one of you goes down, you can res the other one or anything like that. I don't know in terms of co op. Uh, I haven't looked into it, obviously. Because um, the only thing is, it's couch co-op only. There's no online. Such a shame. Because it, it, so, honestly, if it had been online, I would have bought it. But because it, yeah. it's couch, I will probably pick it up next time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but honestly, if you're looking for something just to... Especially if you want something that you don't really have to think about all that much. Um, there is a fun story there as well um, that I'm sort of following through. It's fully voice acted. So like all the cutscenes, all like the the when you get quests and things like that and you have like dialogue back and forth, it's fully voice acted. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a really fun game. We're I'm saying really no, it. Also don't skip Streets of Rage 4. Oh, hundred percent. Play Streets of, Streets Rage, of 4. Rage 4. It's great. It's so good. It's on Game Pass. So you've got no excuse. And even if, if you, you, you want to pay, like it's on all platforms as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need to get back to we, this we week. We're going to finish that game this week. I'm going to finish that and I will have to go back to Battletoads and finish that. I've given up on Battletoads now. That's why I've, that, I've, that's the other reason why I've, I've come so well, far. I've got to see it through. <laughs> I might do it eventually, but that's why I, I got to, um, I ended up picking up River City Girls is because after talking with you about Battletoads last week, I was like, ah, I still want to play a beat em up. And then it went on sale and I was like, I, it's a sign. I just <laughs> want that Scott Pilgrim game. Come on, Ubisoft. Oh, well, there's stop, apparently stop, talks going on. Stop looking like a joke with your god-awful Tom Clancy mobile game intro video that was a disaster and you put out your mm. half-assed apology for and give me Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about that this week, Kyra. I know. We don't have time at all. I wanted to bring it up there. Just if you just go look it up if you want to see just Ubisoft. I Look, you preach a lot about your, your forwardness and your, your the diversity of your development teams, but... Oh, you need to sort of pay attention to the fact that you make games for the world and not just for, <laughs> for singular countries. Uh, everyone's yep. watching. <laughs> yup. Oh, boy. Um, it seems like one step forward, 30 steps back with them sometimes. You're like, okay, all right. Okay, what what happened now? Why did you do this time, Ubisoft? Mm, yeah, anyway. Well, with our relatively short quest log out of the way for this week, I think it's time we move on to some more pressing matters. And it's time for us to check in. With everyone's favourite news game, Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope is, of course, our our news segment of the show where we sort of bring uh, any sort of news that's happened in the week to the table and we decide collectively whether it is uh, Dope, where we talk about it in depth, or Nope, where we forget about it and move on and forget it ever existed. Um, this week we had quite a few things pop up. Um, we've got a bunch of, we've got a bunch of mini dope on opes. Yeah. So it's going to be mini dope on opes. Some of it's going to be pretty lightning round. Um, we're just going to play it please by ear. And... Please don't be mad. <laughs> yeah. Please don't be mad. Um, but, uh, yeah, if there's something in there that you're excited for, let us know and tell us why we should be excited for it. Cause I'd like to know. Be nice about it though. Don't, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> 
Don't be like just me talking about that's like just good advice. Yeah, exactly. Well, in general, don't be a dick, but like, don't be like me talking about Sonic or something like that. Like, it's you know, or Crash, fine. or Crash. Hey, I've got. I'm starting. I've got to you know put some sauce on my hat because I I'm about to start eating it. You chow down on my hat from that one. Um, but maybe it'll come up. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it will. Uh, but first of all, kicking things off, we had a uh, out of quite literally out of nowhere. Um, apart from some mild speculation from a few sort of insiders on on Twitter and whatnot, um, we, we had we had hopes. Yeah, and N- Nintendo chose chaos, which I look. I respect it. I yep. respect if Nintendo was just like, you know what? Here it is. Yep. 2020's already you want to on fire. so bad. Yeah. 2020's already on fire. Let's throw some some petrol onto it. Let's do it. Um, Get some gasoline. So they dropped a uh, Nintendo Direct Mini, which is another partner showcase. Very similar to the one we saw earlier in the year, like a month ago or so, where they the main takeaway was the Shin Megami Tensei 5 stuff. And three good, good takeaway as well. Yeah, Nocturne was yeah another good yeah. takeaway. <clears throat> so like the Shin Megami Tensei stuff was the main thing. This one I felt was a little bit more substantial. Um, this one felt like it had a little bit more to it. Um, depending on what you're into, uh, if, if you're into, if you're into rhythm games, uh, you were right at home in this one because there was a few things that were sort of there to treat you, uh, which I was very excited about. Um, but just gonna go through and yeah. Gonna probably do this for most of the things we're talking about today, and um, and sort of dope or nope each game that sort of pops up. Um, just going off this list here, uh, Just Dance twenty twenty one. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I, I, it is a nope, but you know, to be, like I'll 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 justify it though. It's like it's just it's Just Dance, right? Like it is. It's Just Dance, and even if it was looking like the coolest Just Dance ever, I'd still be like. Just dance, and also it's a game you want to play with people. I remember I had some really fun times oh, with like, people. yeah, exactly. I remember like one of the very like the early Just Dance games on the Wii. I remember we had a night when I was living with some people, and we all just had drinks and we played Just Dance, and it was so much fun. Like that is the that is the perfect environment for that. Or if you've got kids, um, once Griffin's a little bit older, I I I could find Just Dance would be something that because it's intuitive. You just follow what's going on on the screen, which is what kids will do anyway if they're watching something on the screen like they'll follow along but he's not here's a question for you joel okay before we move on from just dance will just dance 2021 is it 2021 mm-hmm. yeah it is come to the nintendo wii i believe it isn't oh there I we go i think i saw it's something happened. on it's twitter that, yeah the wii is officially dead now it's not coming to the wii um, it still blows my mind that they put just dance 2020 on the wii i what 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 it's insanity um again just before we move on as well i did like uh my my uh my sister-in-law and her family like was messaging my wife the other day about they were playing just dance 2020 they just got it and i was like oh and i was like i remember seeing one where you could just use like your phone and so i looked it up and yeah it's a browser-based thing so you go into it I, i went into it on my tv and you can play like one song for free, basically, and you sync it with your phone and you use your phone as a controller and you've got access to pretty much the whole library of like Just Dance songs. It's... You're talking about Just Dance way more than I thought it would be, by the way. I, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll move on shortly, but it was really cool. I, I, um, just I thought it was really neat. Shout, shout out to Just Dance. Like mm. anytime I hear it, it makes me miss conventions. 
Yep, absolutely. That's true. Yep. Uh, moving on, we have World of Tank, World of Tanks Blitz. Cool that it's come to Switch, but it's a nope from me personally. If I was ever going to play a World of Tanks game, it would be Blitz because it seems like the more arcade, arcadey version of it. Um, but I mean, it's free to play, and it's free to play. Yeah. Um, but no, unfortunately. Uh, here's an interesting one: Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. I'm in a two minds for this game, Joel, because... <laughs> I figured you might be. You know what? I may as well dope it for the conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, it's a dope for me because it's a rhythm game for Kingdom Hearts, so why not? So, where do we start? Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. It's Honestly, it really has just been a matter of time until we get a Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy's had two at this point, exactly, and, a, and I think a mobile one as well, a mobile version of the uh, the three DS ones. And here we are, Kingdom Hearts one. And when I first saw it, I was just like, "Hey, this looks fun." Innocent Kyrim just being like, "This looks like a fun little spin-off Kingdom Hearts game." But of course, no, 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 no. This, of course, this has got important Kingdom Hearts storyline information in it. Of course, it's a new chapter to experience that'll play from Kyrie's perspective. So, if you want to stay up to date on your Kingdom Hearts lore, Kingdom Hearts lore, then I'm sorry, but you got to play the, the, the rhythm game. You just do. You have to. I'm just gonna play it because I'm like it's a rhythm game, and I kind of like the music in Kingdom Hearts. So fine, why so, not? So that's the part that's interesting to me. I know that I do have a lot of Kingdom Hearts songs that I like, but I don't know, like a full rhythm game. I can, I, I mean. I guess I could play through the stage music, but so much of the stage music I just don't care about. Yeah. I, I guess the question is like, is it just going to be the base soundtracks or is it going to be, is it going to be remixes oh, or different I assume versions? it'll be like, I assume it'll be like a collection, surely. Yeah. Like, cause if there's like different like, the versions pi- the of- The picture here is them fighting, um, Xehanort from Kingdom Hearts 2, I think. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. It looks like Xehanort. And like, so yeah, I assume it'll be sort of like a greatest hits. And and I also assume there'll be DLC. Cause, yeah. So the one thing is that I've, uh, that you know Square Enix love, the Theate Rhythm games, the Final Fantasy ones, which I still wish they would just bring one to Switch because I really like them, uh, had amazing track lists because it's, you know, all of Final Fantasy. So you can easily pick a solid rhythm game out of that collection of songs. But of course still essentials would be left out and they could happily sell those to you as DLC. Absolutely. I assume this will be a similar story. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'd be curious to see if there's like, you know, different remixes or different reimagined versions of them. Again, probably. But, like, yeah. They, they will have every version of Simple and Clean, guaranteed. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I want that um, Birth by Sleep version. That like, That's a good version. That, yeah, like that early 2000s like dance <laughs> version of it. I fucking love that version of it so much. It um, is worth mentioning that it does have multiplayer as well. Yeah, it does. Eight players, which is interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that works. Eight players. That's fucking bananas. I like, know. yeah. Anyway. It comes out in the middle of November in the in the the peak of the battleground that is a video game. Oh yeah, it's not November release schedule. It's not a launch day thing. It, it's it's very similar to we were it's just like talking before we, we were, before we started recording. We were talking about uh, Captain Subasa, and it's just like very, very similar. Like yeah, just wishlist it, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get to eventually when it's fifty percent off, maybe. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on. We had Puyo Puyo Tetris Two. <laughs> I like it. It's colorful, but it's a note from me. 
Um, Nothing personal. I do like Puyo Puyo Tetris. I will dope it only because uh, the one thing that the first one was missing that made me want to maybe pick it up is like some sort of like progress career mode or something like that. This has an adventure mode, so I'm like, I could be convinced by that. Again, once it goes on sale, maybe. I'm not a huge fan of Tetris or Puyo Puyo, but um, by any stretch. It's, it's, it's funny, right? I'm not spectacular at either of them. No. And how they, like when I played the demo for the first one, and how it generally went was like, oh yeah, I'm doing okay on Tetris, and they're like, uh, Puyo Puyo. I'm like, Bang. oh shit. You've got to remember <laughs> um, how to play the other one. All right. All right, I got this figured out. Now back to Tetris. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. yeah. No, wait. <laughs> Um, that's usually how it goes yeah that, that that was my dope of that i just wanted to you know throw that in that's there fair. i don't even need to talk about it. it's coming out december 8th so could be a fun game to play over the holidays it'll have it has multiplayer and things like that so it could be fun to play with your families if you're allowed to see them um who knows what christmas is going to be like but we'll see things are looking better but we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see um see what daddy dan says exactly <laughs> uh Moving on, we had uh, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Yeah? I'll give you the dope, Joel. Yay! The dope from me. Um, I think I talked about it on the show. I don't know if I did, actually. I've only played a little bit of no, it. No, because we both had rhythm games we were playing, and we're like, we'll, we'll bring them to the show, and then we never did. Yeah, we never did. Because Summer Game Fest happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, continued to happen. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I picked up a, a Taiko no Tatsujin Drum and Fun on the on the PS4. It was going really cheap, uh, and I've been wanting to play it for a while. If you don't know what Taiko no Tatsujin is, it's if you've ever seen like a Japanese arcade and you've seen like the giant drum, like the giant the game was like a giant drum. That's Taiko no Tatsujin. Um, it's very very popular in Japan. Um, and other markets, but mostly because of the arcade cabinets of them. Um, but there's like home versions of them as well, and you can get controllers that are like miniature versions of those drums that you can play at home. Um, or you can just play it with a controller, which is what I did with Drum and Fun. Uh, Rhythmic Adventure Pack, though, that just got announced, is a a package game of two games that were released for the 3DS. Um, and they are a like an RPG. So, like, you've go through a world there's a storyline you like recruit monsters to join you and help you out uh, and you also play drums and play along to cool songs and uh, it's going to have a track list of over 130 songs including a couple of new ones which is really cool um yeah my one thing that i about drum and fun that i was like ah, there's no like career there's progress where you can unlock like cosmetic stuff for your drum um, which is really cool. You can get little costumes and, 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 and stuff like that and um, like dress them up in different ways. There's like a, a Kuni Mitsu one like, uh, outfit you can get for it, which is adorable. Of course there is. Yeah. I, I, makes sense. There's a, Mitsu, there's, a, there's a Mitsu category on there as well that you can play. Um, I bought it mainly because I wanted to play uh, <laughs> uh, Zen Zen Sense from uh, Your Name, the Your Name soundtrack. And I also bought the DLC, just the one song of... Um, uh, the Great Adventure, I think it's called, from Withering with You, which is like the trailer song, which is a great song. Um, but yeah, this uh, definitely, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play the shit out of this, and I might even try and source a drum controller to play it properly. Um, but if not, it's still gonna be fun. It's, it's good, good, good vibes. Do you have anything to say about a Karen? Look, all I can say is 
I like rhythm games, so I have nothing against it. The uh, without having actually played it myself, all I can say is visually it looks so nice. It, yeah, that's one of the things. It's it's just there's so much going on, and it like starts off quite simple, and as you do like the better you do through the levels, it just becomes more and more colorful and over the top. Um, and it, it seems pretty simple uh, at a base level. If you look at it, you're just like, uh, it's literally two buttons. Um, but then there's like different ways of hitting those buttons or there's like, I, as someone who has played, and again, I'm sure this, this gets more complex. Uh, I never look at rhythm, but games with the buttons as simple as cause I had played the persona dancing games. Exactly. I, I have lived that, that life of being like, Oh, this is fine on a Vita. Then suddenly I'm playing the new ones on a TV and it's being like, I, ha- I need to look at a TV. Also remember all my buttons on a controller. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. screwed. I'm doomed. It's pretty good though. Cause like you, again, cause it's only two buttons. You, you have like your two buttons and you can map, like you can pick whichever ones you want. Cause there's like certain mappings for it. Where can it's you like, pick the triggers? Yeah. The triggers that you can use the triggers. Yeah. They're actually. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's really Me. cool. So you can actually use the triggers and yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. So I'm very excited for that. It's coming out in, it says winter on this article, but I'm assuming summer for us. Probably. This is, yeah, <laughs> Northern Hemisphere. So, yeah. So, sometime later on this year. Uh, Big Rumble Boxing, Creed Champions. Nope. Yeah, it's a nope. It, I, it didn't even look that good. Anyway. No. It, it honestly was this was this part of the mini direct of that wrestling game, really. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm more, I, I'd be more interested in playing that one. Especially considering, like, I'm more interested in playing that game considering this next game that we're going to, like, sort of blow by, which is Jump Force Deluxe Edition. It's a nope. I'm, it's a nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's, it's, it's a nope. I just want to say that now, like, originally my reason for hating this game was the absolute disdain I felt towards its interpretation of some of my favorite Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> uh, over the course of isolation, I have watched Hunter Hunter... And I'm probably halfway through Black Clover, and I'm happy to say I can now add those two. Those two franchises are in this game. Uh, so now I have three franchises in this game, but it is just spitting on. So that's nice. And I've played this game. If you haven't heard me talk about it, and you want to hear me just fucking go off on this game. Um, I'm so sorry, Joel, but hey, Game Awards this year, maybe you'll win. Who knows? Fucking, fucking shit. I don't know what the what the bet will be this year, but I'm scared. Oh, God. I take... Mm. Oh... Oh boy, I'm playing a win this year. <laughs> oh Jesus! Ooh. Yeah, Jump Force sucks. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. What's that, you guy? When this was announced, I wanted dope. I wanted to dope this, but from all I've seen, it's just a big old nope. Yeah. Um. So it's out as of recording this now. It's out. So reviews are middling at best. Yeah. Uh, it's a nope from me, and it's having all sorts of problems in terms of like. It's Which is a shame. This is a game oh, I played on GameCube and was just like, eh. But, but I I was an heir because I didn't have a GBA link because that shit. I'm, well, I'm not even three GBAs or and like all those connecting cables just for multiplayer. Yeah, fuck that. Um, but then to make this one only online matchmaking and also disbanding the party between dungeons, no local co-op, like just laundry list of things that Square Enix didn't do right. Yeah. And yeah, it just shows. Um, It's, yeah, not good. As a note for me, just because I'm like, ah, I don't really care. If it worked, I could be convinced. Like, if you were like, yeah, well, maybe we should do it. It would be really fun. I'd be like, there's ah. there's fun to be had there. That's but exactly right. It, just, it needed all these things that they didn't add. So it's just, yeah. Didn't work. Uh, Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend. 
This is a, a quick dope from me, just because yeah. I love seeing these games get released. I'll 100% give you the dope, because I couldn't cool. care less, but I, I figured you mm-hmm. might, and you gave me Taiko no Tatsujin, so that's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is just basically a collection of uh, Final Fantasy Legend, Final Fantasy Legend 2, and Final Fantasy Legend 3, which are the first three titles in the Saga series, which, don't worry, it's a thing, it's a separate series now, It's it, everything was really confusing like how the Secret of Mana games was sort of technically like Final Fantasy games as well. It's a mess. Either way, Jesus. these games were all originally released on Game Boy, but they're coming to Switch with a bunch of, uh, in like this nifty 30th anniversary pack. Uh, December 15th is the release date. Again, I don't have much to say about it. I just think it's cool that these are coming out and the price point is pretty reasonable. It's definitely in line with like when they did the um, collection of Mana as well. Just right. cool to see these packs. Yeah. I, I've I've got nothing to say on it. I this is so far above my like my knowledge that I I was like, alright, cool. I'm sure someone I'm sure someone's excited. I was like I'm sure Kyron's excited about this in some way, shape, or form. When I saw it, I was like, yeah, good, alright. I'm happy for that reason. But yeah, I've got nothing else to say. Uh, Captain Subasa, Rise of New Champions. Nope. It's a note from me. Unfortunately, I will play it eventually. Maybe. Special note to the alarming frame rate in the footage they showed. Yeah, I, it won't be. Play- I won't be playing it on Switch. That's for sure. Um, nope. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Minecraft Dungeons DLC. Nope. Nope. I'm even gonna. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and finally, yeah, try tr- tried playing it, but just couldn't uh, get into it. It just from, like at all. It's just shit, Diablo. If you were, it if, really is. If you just if you had a kid, well, well yeah, okay, that's, that's not, not shit, Diablo, but like. Like beginners Diablo. Yeah, exactly. My Fisher Price, my first Diablo. That's what it is. Yeah, which and is fine. It's, it's good great. for younger yeah. players, but yeah, I just I couldn't get into it. It so just wasn't no for, me. for me. And like, I have no connection to Minecraft anymore. I'm so I'm sort of done with Minecraft to be honest. But like, yeah. So I, there was just nothing that was like driving me to keep going. So uh, finally, one more for the rhythm fans. Uh, Fuser. Be honest, Karen. Be honest. It's okay. It's a nope. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, it's a dope for me, but um, it's coming out sometime in the next few months, I hope. Um, it looks great, and I cannot fucking wait to play this game. Um, it could be really bad, but I don't know. They're basically, this, this clip anyway was just like a short thing where they were showing about the collaboration the collaboration mode. So it's basically a multiplayer that you can all sort of like work together making this mix. Basically, you're a DJ and you're mixing different parts of songs onto like different decks, and um, yeah, it's cool. It's basically Drop Mix but extended, which Drop Mix is like the card game that Harmonix made um, that I own. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Um, it's basically that, but like digital only and a little bit more elaborated on. But yeah, anyway, that was the uh, Nintendo Partner Direct that we got. How'd you feel about it? Yes. <laughs> It was fun. It's better. Than, I I enjoyed it more than the first one, just because there was more stuff in there that I that I was See, excited that, that, for. I guess that's why I'm the opposite. Like it's cool seeing the Shin Megami Tensei stuff, especially there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I get like I look Nintendo. It's not even your fault. You it was out of your hands. But I had the the entire internet had the unfair. We had the expectation. Yeah. We've been the like it, again. It's nearly a year since the last general direct. So. Everyone just sort of wants to know what's next, but again, world's in a weird place, so we totally get it. Yep. But um, yeah, just not much in here that got me super excited, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think like the thing that really kicked it over the line for me was that Taiko no Tatsujin 
adventure pack. I was like, yeah, I was like, is Taiko Tatsujin with with RPG elements to it? Yeah, done. Let's go. I mean, that that excited me. Um, I was hoping when I saw Fuser pop up, I was like, release date, but still just window. That's all we got. Um, playing it safe. Yeah, exactly. Which is fair enough. Um, and yeah, but like, so there were a couple of things that sort of kicked over the line for me of stuff that either wasn't actively on my radar, but is now, but, or was I on my radar and I am excited for. And so it was good to see again, just pop up here and there. Uh, moving on, <clears throat> we had the, the big finale, so to speak. Mr. Keely himself. Yes. Yeah, so Summer Game Fest, big finale. Well, he sort of like touted it as the big finale, um, which was sort of the, the beginning of Gamescom, which obviously was an all digital event this year because of, you know, COVID-19. So because uh, of 2020, <laughs> 2020 in general. Yeah. Um, so Gamescom, uh, last year, Jeff Keighley did a thing called opening up live. It was like a sort of live show where they showed off new trailers and all this sort of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of one thing that was big that, that sort of popped up there last year. That's not a good sign. Um, uh, well, there was no, something. Kojima, Kojima was there. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah, showing up. There was a Death Stranding trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was a gameplay. I think it was first gameplay as well. And actually, I think it was first gameplay. Yeah. yeah. So it was the first time we saw the game. Was that... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and I think it's when they announced that Keely was in the game as well. I think you're right. Yeah, that was that was then. Um, yep. And uh, so that was cool to see. So it, my expectations for this event were sort of set well a it's bit. also worth saying that jeff did take to twitter to set to remind people mm. to be like a lot of the stuff we're showing is announced we have some new stuff but it is largely new footage of stuff you know about yeah yeah there's for the most part which was good um and i sort of expected that just from looking back at what last year's was um yeah it, i was like okay i kind of have an idea of where this is going to fall and it pretty much sort of landed smack bang right there um, so we're just going to go through, I'm going to dope on all of these ones as well. It had, it had one big advantage over last year's show though. Oh really? The best pre-show I think I've seen. <laughs> oh yes. Mr. Kyle Bossman. Um, he's uh top 10 reasons to be excited. Very good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, it was good to see him there with his headband that he called himself out on. Um, that was really great as well. And and then calling himself out on his awkward interview with Jeff Keighley. Also great. So good. Um, <laughs> Love it's not that the interview was awkward it was just like the way he called out the fact that he's like clearly this was pre-recorded like we're not doing it live <laughs> yeah. now i look very different there i did i got i loved how he just got to be carl bossman like some of those comments i'm like he, he said that that's it i and i imagine keely would have been like that he's like cool all right you know just be, be carl yeah he, because keely knows that the the value of like you know carl's fan base is quite big and quite passionate so it's to have him yes. there um, is 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 a big win for Keely and is a big win for Bosman. So, um, and they've obviously worked together multiple times, um, over the years uh, on various things. But kicking things off, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. We got uh, the trailer reveal for it, the cinematic trailer. Nope. I kind of want to be into this, but then I sort of like. Have you have you read into what it just? Yeah, I did, <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, no, I don't. No, oh, that sucks because this actually sounded kind of interesting, but um, but yeah, uh, unless we get to uh, as I saw someone post on Twitter, unless we get to Dome Reagan at the end, uh, or at some point, uh, <laughs> I bet we don't. Know. Yeah, we won't. Uh, it's a note from me. 
Uh, Unknown Nine Awakening. This one's weird. I feel bad noping it because I just don't know what it is. Me too. It's something I would. I, 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 it's a note for me as well. But I kind of. I want to keep an eye on this because it seems interesting. Um, yeah, because this was a purely cinematic trailer. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like I'm interested, mm. but it just didn't give us much. It's a it's a next gen game though, so obviously probably early on. But yeah, I'll keep an eye on it. But just for now, it was a note on. Exactly, just sheerly because we don't know anything more about it, but. Check out the trailer, honestly. Yeah. Go look it up. Yeah, definitely do that. Uh, Doom Eternal, the Ancient Ones DLC got revealed. I'll give you the dope job. Um, there was one part in it that made me laugh. Oh, really? Oh, I'm interested to know. Um, I, 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 look, it is dope for me, but it'll be a really quick one. Um, I will play this at some point. I, I don't have the season pass yet. I don't know how much it is. I haven't looked into it. But um, I think it's, yeah, it's the first of, I think, I want to say they're doing two DLC. Like, this is called part ones. Okay, well then, uh, isn't it? Wasn't it? Isn't it called part one? I think so. Yeah, it is part one. Yeah, yeah. Ancient Gods part one official. So they are doing yeah. two. Yeah. So, um, I, like you know, a, a lot of people didn't like the law stuff. I wasn't like, oh my god, the law is so good, and I sort of like fell off a lot um, towards the end of the game as well. But I mean, it's more, it's more Doom, and I really enjoyed Doom Eternal. Like that game's fun. Um, I, I know why some people don't like it because it was a bit, it was a, it was a slight departure from 2016. Um, but I just like the fact that they went full on video game with it. And I really enjoyed that. And it was a lot of fun. Grappling hook's fun. The guns are fun. The music's great. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Going to different locations was fun. It's, yeah, I enjoyed that game. I'd like to play more of it. It's not a must play for me at the moment, but... At some point, I will get to it, I think. So, the thing that made me laugh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was, was there two of that enemy that everyone hates? In oh, that yeah, that's right, yeah. That yeah. was such a that fuck part, you. I was just like, that's just Bethesda going, I'm not even id software going, ah, screw you. Fucking, two. fucking marauders. That one, and I have to say, this is probably our first taste of this game with no Mick Gordon, and it's sounding like it's holding up okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was, I was interested about that i i did that was one of the things i tried to drill in on the most while i was watching that i was like is it i couldn't because i mean i haven't played eternal so i don't know if it was a new song but i, I thought i saw some people talking about it so yeah yeah either way i think that's one of the things that's gonna be most interesting to to, to glean from this dlc yeah really to see what the future music musically what the future for doom is going to be like which is one of the I, I would argue one of the key components of why 2016 and to an extent, Eternal it honestly was, is. You know, I always talk about how much I love. Even if I didn't actually finish all of Doom twenty sixteen in one, like it's been like over several years, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will always never forget that amazing intro with a shotgun cock. I oh, just, who could brilliant. forget it? Uh, that is iconic. If I were to actually go to the gym, like I think I would like cherry like my playlist for the gym would have like cherry picked songs from the Doom soundtracks. It would because- just be be honest it would just be bfg bfg division. bfg division um and uh i can't remember the, the opening song as well like is that um, uh hell hell's gate yeah it's, or, um, I don't know. yeah into hell's gate or whatever yeah something like that yeah I never that one's great there's a couple from the news game as well that i'm just like oh yeah let's go um but yeah anyway moving on dragon age 4 first look trailer guess what's dope from me ah uh, look you can know, but if you want, uh, 
I, I, this is one of those rare instances where I'm going to eat my hat, though. Like, I hate these trailers, but what can I say? I'm thirsty. Um, I'm thirsty for Dragon Age. I'm going <laughs> to say it's a note for me. I just haven't clicked with Dragon Age. Like, I tried with, I tried with Inquisition. That's a shame, because Dragon Age is, like, far and away their best IP. Yeah, well, it's fine. I, I recently went back from Inquisition, so I'm just so desperate for more Dragon That's Age. That's fair. That's fair. Uh... So again, there wasn't anything really new here, so it's why it's fine that you noped it and I doped it. That's that's the other reason as well. It was it was just sort of like, just can't wait to punch Solus in the it face. It was the twenty. If, if you play Dragon Age, you'll get it. If you haven't, then I'm sorry. It's um, Sol. No, I found that Sol. From watching this, I found that Solus was like, like the voice yeah, of Solus you... is um, Gareth David Edwards or whatever his name is, I think, uh, and he's from Torchwood. He's fucking awesome in Torchwood, so. That's yeah. my... I honestly, I when I went back for Inquisition, I don't remember how I really felt about it initially when I played it, but I feel like I always see people write it off. But after playing it again, I actually really fucking like that game. Okay, interesting. I and if you don't, then you're wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. I think the problem is that like that first area is super deceiving and you can spend too much time there. And it's sort of like, yeah, it, it threw me off a little bit too much for the rest of the game. I was like, oh God, is this going to be like this for every area? And it's not, but... At that point, I'd spent like ten hours in this, in the hinterlands, and I'm like, oh god, um, that's fair. And also, too, it was essentially the the, the 2020 isolation version of people at desks. So, um, yeah, like I said, I normally hate these trailers. I will always, always shred them. But when it's a game like this, like if Nintendo right went to Retro Studios and they're like, hey, here's people working at desks. And in the corner, there's like a shot of concept art of like Metro Prime 4. That's the best trailer this year. And you won't convince me otherwise. <laughs> like I just, and I've been waiting for any sort of Dragon Age talk at all ever since that Game Awards like teaser with the Dread Wolf Rising. God, it must've been two years ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like so desperate and it's nice to know it's working. If any of that concept art comes true, like there's some cool looking potential party members in there like yeah and i did oh, oh do i even have the comments still that i put in our group chat i think it was at the, <laughs> just like about like the romancing like, basically yeah. dragon age players like look at that cast lineup and like like it's a tinder profile yeah. like oh, swipe right swipe left <laughs> i i saw i saw one that was just like oh well you know not everyone's gonna be like romanceable but you know but we'll give this person like with like flames for a head and it's like it was a, a screenshot of like haha jokes on you that's exactly <laughs> my shit and i'm like that's great that character if that's a character in the game looks like a straight up necromancer so <laughs> well, yeah yeah true we, we know someone who would definitely be going down that route um cool Alrighty. uh surgeon simulator 2 out now oh god this was so weird it's a note from me but what a weird intro it's a it's a it's a note from me. Like, I'm interested in Surgeon Simulator 2 because of, like, what it is. Um, but this whole intro, I fucking got real excited. And then I got... Uh, it was amazing seeing Doc Brown again, but I, I did not expect it to go the direction it went. It just... It was like... They played the music. They had, like, the fucking... The, the set change to be, like, the fucking flame trail. And then Doc Brown's so- there dresses... Uh, like, Doc Brown's there fucking, you know doing doc brown stuff and then he talks about surgeon simulator 2 and i was like so there's gonna there's surely gonna be some sort of like back to the future operation in simulator 2 like there just has to be if there is i'm in yeah like again eat the hat like i will take back what i'm saying here but it was just so weird especially because it's online co-op as well so 
we could team up in oh, that. God. It's that's the thing that makes I'm me so interested. Bad. I, I played the first one. I was terrible. That's at it. the thing that makes me interested about this one. It's like an open, like this this lab laboratory that you are like working out of. You can freely walk around that, and there's like Easter eggs and and different side quests and different stuff you can do in there. And I'm like, that sounds interesting. That sounds like it could be fun. But yeah, it's out now. That was what they were saying. Basically, it was out on PC on Epic Game Store. Um, I think it's coming to consoles and other PC platforms at a later date. Um, but yeah, anyway. <sighs> this one just fucking... I was like, why? Bridge Constructor, The Walking Dead, live action reveal trailer. I take it back. Anything I said about the previous thing being misleading, this one threw me for a loop. <laughs> yep. I It's a note for me, but like... It's a super big note for me. I was like... Watching, I'm going, okay, interesting. What's the game going to be? And then, like, it's a, an unbuilt bridge. And I was like, fucking are they? And then, sure enough, Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead. And I'm like, there's two things that I couldn't care less about combined together. And, like, t- two things that I couldn't even imagine putting together. Like, but sure, like, why not? Like, the portal one was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I can see how that works. And and there's, like, fun to be had there, exactly right? Because of that setting. But, like, Walking Dead Bridge Constructor, I mean... Hey, if you're excited for it, good for yeah. you. But uh, wow, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Moving on. Uh, Sam and Max coming to VR. Um, I can't remember the actual name for it. It was, it was a fun pun. Uh, it's, it is. It's um, this time it's virtual. That's right. This time it's virtual, and I'm like, that's good. Uh, All right. Sam and Max is. It's a yeah. It's a. It's like because we're not probably not going to talk about it appearing at future game show. I will say a dope because it's just cool to see Sam and Max back. Yeah, I, I never played the Sam and Max games, but I think if there was ever going to be, like, if there were ever any, like, point-and-click adventure games to sort of, like, click with me, I think Sam and Max and Monkey Island are the two that would be the... Yeah, that... those are the two I would recommend that you check out if you, were, if you were to go down that path. Yeah, and Sam and Max especially, just because I, I like, like, I loved the design of them. I think they're great characters, uh, and those the worlds that they're in... Is um, it seems like wacky and wild and fun. I'm like, this could be a good time, but yeah, it's coming in VR, which is, I think, the whole idea. Like you said in the 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 um future game show, they sort of went into it a bit more. Yeah, they sure. That's what they confirmed the name and they talked a bit more about what you'll be doing in it and stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah, it seems like a pretty cool concept. But um, and I'm sure there's a few fans out there that are going to be very excited for that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and then on to the thing that took up the majority of the fucking show. Um. World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which is a release date announcement, trailer, presentation in the middle. Man, I was getting so ready to note this. When I watched this, I noped it as I was watching it and skipped mm-hmm. it. Like, I was I was like, I'll start watching this, but I checked the, the runtime. I'm like, has this been going for a couple of minutes? No, thank you. Sorry. Like, no, thank you. I actually don't know the, the full... Six, six and a half, like nearly seven it's minutes. Like, yeah. Like, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised, right? Those Overwatch shorts are probably about a similar length. But oh, they don't feel that long, though. Well, it's going to depend on your investment in the I guess that's material, true. Right? Like, right. Yeah, you're, you're way right. way more into Overwatch than, than WoW. That's true. But uh, yeah. Look, again. It was cool to see for a release date, but yeah. Nope and nope. Nope and nope. Uh, if you're excited for it, again, we're sorry, but uh, you're in the wrong spot for World of Warcraft news. I'm sorry. Um... Warhammer, Age of Sigma, Stormground. Um, again, just a note because the trailer didn't tell me much. Yeah, same. And I just don't have much connection to Warhammer besides like a few weeks of playing Vermintide Two. Yeah, like that's that's my absolute extensive knowledge of of Warhammer. So, um, 
Alrighty, this is like an easy part. Oh, okay, we're, we're bailing up. Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. They uh, the flashback tapes mode. A dope because this game just keeps looking more and more fun. Again, uh, begrudgingly so. It's a dope for me. Uh, this looks great. Honestly, that's my favorite part about all of this, right? I I don't have a huge connection to Crash Bandicoot, but like when I started seeing some of the stuff for Crash Four, I was like, this looks good. But hearing you say it as well, like knowing how you f- how you've been very vocal about Crash. Well, I just on this show. it looks like I just it's. It's one of those things where people tell you to play a game, like a, a game that came out so long ago, and they tell you to play it now, and you've never played it. And you go and play it, and you're like, I've played better versions of this, and because I don't have the nostalgia or the attachment to these characters or world or franchise, I just don't give a fuck. And that's how I feel about Crash. Whereas this is a new entry, so this looks... They have sort of retooled things and made things a little bit more modern and made things a little bit more, you know, up to speed. So... That's why I'm excited by it. And also, it looks great. The The flashback tapes thing is nothing super exceptionally exciting. Um, it's pretty cool. It's basically, uh, um, there are items hidden without, throughout each world that when you find one, it unlocks like a super hard level that you can go through. But yeah, I think you've got to get it without dying as well. Oh, yes. Or something, yeah. something like that. It's, it's, it's very similar to like, I guess like collecting like the um, B side tapes in like Celeste and things like that, where it's sure I can I can see the comparison. Yeah, yeah, similar sort of thing. That's how I imagine it would work. Um, and yeah, they're just like super hard levels that you can play through. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. But the thing that's still that's still kicking me over the line is that um, I can't remember what the name of it is, but that that mode that sort of the new game plus mode, which yeah adds different modifiers sort of, like, and stuff to it. Yeah. yeah, that's. That's brilliant. That's a great idea. Like, I would like to see something like, you know, Super Mario Odyssey 2 do something like that. That'd be cool. Um, Cool. Moving on, we had a new cinematic trail for Outriders. Nope. I've heard this game is a lot of fun to play, but uh, I'm just not there yet with it. Um, it's lacking. It, it Honestly, I always think of it like Godfall. It's just lacking personality at this yep. point. Nothing about this game jumps out at me because mm. I've also heard it was fun from a lot of the uh, previews that went up around this time. And but every time I see the trailer, I just I, just, I can't get into yeah, it. Yeah, same. It's something I need to have in my hands to sort of feel how it plays and be like, all right, cool, I get it now. But at the moment, it's a no. Uh, Necromunda Underhive Wars trailer. I forgot about this, so it's a nope from me. I think I remember this one, but again, it was very. It, it was another Warhammer one, I think. It was very similar to the other Warhammer one where they didn't really show you. It was like three different factions. I get all my Warhammers very mixed up. It was so. like three different factions and they were like, it was very like kind of cartoony. And I was like, this is interesting. And then they didn't show what type of game it is. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's a, it's, I think that there's, there's a gameplay trailer. There must there. be because it's coming out next, like this week, next week. Yeah. Yeah. There is a gameplay trailer. Cause that's how I, I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. Maybe. I, so maybe look that up. Yeah, but yeah maybe. I, just didn't, I did not remember this announcement at all. Who knows? Like, maybe stay tuned for in two weeks' time. You'll hear me talk about it on the show. I might be into it. Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, Teardown. This game looks cool. So it's a dope for me, but, like, I am not. I don't have much to say about it. I just want to give it its due. Yeah, same. It's a dope for me. It's neat. Um, it's, it's sort of like a, you know voxel uh minecraft-esque world for lack of better words um and 
the whole idea is like you can just fully destructible environments and i think the main gameplay hook is that like you can set up the perfect heist and then execute it um and they then also get out as exactly well. yeah so like watching the gameplay like the the trailer set it up was really cool like but he like knocked down a telephone pole which like knocked off the top of a building which made a he could walk up the telephone pole to get to the top level, which was there was another switch up there that he could get easily access instead of going through the house. Um, there's vehicles that can like fully just crash through buildings. Um, I mean, and he doesn't love destruction, right? That's it. Like, I I, I don't know much about this. Um, no, I mean the video was very short, but um, if this has the description and like the concept, I'm definitely intrigued. If this had like some sort of co-op as well, where we could just jump in and like I fuck mean, around and. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it does have co-op. It looks like it's ripe for yeah, it. That's for yeah, sure. it may not be at launch because I think it's a small team. Of, it may even be like one person, but I'm not sure. But it's a, I think it's a sm- fairly small team. Um, but yeah, again, a dope. Again, we don't know much about it, but it looks pretty neat. Yeah, I just wanted to give it give it a nod because mm, it looks kind of It looks neat. 100%. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 gameplay trailer. So first gameplay of Little Nightmares 2. I still have not played the first one, which feels like a sin at this point for someone mm. such as myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I'll dope it just because I love seeing any sort of like spooky game exists, but I really need to play the first one, I realize. It's a dope because yeah, Little Nightmare seems like something that it seems like the type of horror that I can deal with. <laughs> like it's not super intense in your face. It's atmospheric and... and um, yeah. I think that it, fucking the gameplay for Little Nightmares 2 looks horrifying um just like you know being these little people being chased by a full-sized person through a house like that's awful awful it's definitely disconcerting yeah and i kind of like that shit so and i'm trying to train myself to be better with that shit so um yeah it's a dope for me but again it's like we both have i need to play little nightmares one yeah because this one has co-op doesn't it it does yes yeah i need to i need to play the first one that could be fun it could be fun. I will have to play the first one. Yeah, it's right. been on my it's been on my list. I need to but I, I things I need to get to for such a long time because mm. so many people recommend it, but I just I it always slips over cracks. Yeah, I really need to fix that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. WWE Two K Battlegrounds gameplay trailer. Nope. Yeah, it's a no from me. This trailer was weird. Which uh, is it was yeah so much it was commentating over the gameplay and I was just like, can we please move on? It's one of the classic commentators from like WWE's yeah. yeah, good old JR. It's like it's two of them, but like yeah, one of them it was one, like one of them yeah, featured. It was weird. But yeah, um yeah. again, this no, this seems like a WWE game I could get behind. I feel I keep saying I want to kind of get back into WWE because it's just sports theater. <laughs> it's just theater for sports people and I love it. Um and I used to watch it back in the day. But oh look, I have no problem with wrestling at mm. all. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, this game doesn't look that exciting in this trailer, especially this presentation. I just wasn't into. This is a the right step though that that two K should be taking in terms of like WWE games. I feel because this is more fun. It's more accessible. It's, yeah. Anyway, it's the whole thing. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons campaign gameplay. I I'm gonna play Squadrons, but this was a nope from me. Just because, again, it wasn't. It was like their game, their campaign gameplay. But I was like, all right, it's more squadrons, I guess. Yeah, like it, I look, it's a note for me as well. Just because it was like, all right, I'm excited for this game, and I'm very excited to play it. 
Um, you don't need to sell me any more on it. But it was cool to see it in action again. The part where he did like the handbrake turn fight, like that was yeah. oh, this My, the shit you'd be able to do in this game is gonna be insane. But yeah. I, I need to know how it feels to play because that's it, right? That's if it feels as good as I want it to feel. Like I am so in yeah. to at least finishing the campaign and probably like a few weeks of multiplayer. Yeah, hundred percent. If we can play like private matches with just our friends and like. That'd be and that'd bo- be and bots. <laughs> yeah, and bots like you know either on the same team or we split up and play in separate teams and stuff. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Um, I'm yeah pretty excited for that. But it's a yeah, no. We'll it was just it was more of the same, which is not a bad thing. But yeah, uh, the voice cast for the indie game Twelve Minutes was revealed. This is like a triple dope. It's one dope for each cast member. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, because they sort of said this. It was a. I think Jeff Keighley said before they played the trailer, it was like, you know, a, a star-studded cast. And everyone was like, all right, well, where's this going? Um, and then we found out that the the, the the characters in the game are going to be voiced by James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Um, fuck yeah. I was already in on this game. This looks great. Yeah, right. Because that's a thing. Because this is a dope because of the cast. The, uh, it has It already has a long-standing dope for just me being really excited to play this this game. Yeah. I know there are a lot of games about being trapped in time loops or looping time at the moment, but this one just seems really intriguing. Well, the fact that they sort of label it as a psychological thriller as well, that's yes. that's what that's my shit. Like, let's go. Um, I'm into that. So yeah, um that was it was a, just a, it was another short trailer showing not yeah. much new stuff, but No date, but no just date. the cast announcement is cool. Yeah, the fact that they got these three names for it is fucking incredible. I think it's going to be on Game Pass. Could be, I could be making that up, but for some reason I thought it might be on Game Pass. You um, be careful, Joel. I know. I'm just like, I'm spreading rumors here and there. Um, no, I just, I thought I heard it was on Game Pass. Anyway. Uh, Warframe, Heart of Demos expansion. Nothing personal Warframe, but it's a nope for me. I wish yeah. I was in a Warframe more than I am, but yeah, it's a nope I've, for I've me. I've tried so many times. Same. I just... I get to a certain point and then it overwhelms me and I get scared and put it down. Yep. Uh, all right. Override 2, Super Mech League. Uh, it's a note from me as well. It's game a, looks cool. Yeah, it's a note from me as well. I played the demo, I want to say. It was like a free weekend of uh, Override Mech City Brawl. I liked the idea of it. This one seems like they're just focusing on the multiplayer stuff now. or like the, Oh, really? Okay. Well, not the multiplayer, but like the just arena battle stuff now with like mech yeah. mech combat um which is probably the best parts of that game um and so yeah if they sort of focus in on that part polish it up make it really smooth and really uh really slick i think it'd be a lot of fun but yeah as a note from me the sims 4 journey to batu expansion coming out very Boy. soon this one's interesting, right? Mm. So I remember watching this going, this this is cool. I guess I should... I, I, I'm going to dope it just because of the talk we can have around this whole mess. For sure. Uh, it's a dope from me as well, just because... I. So I, I think I've mentioned on the show before, I I fucking love theme parks and I I actively follow at least two off the top of my head. Um, No, sorry. Four off the top of my head, like theme park specific YouTube channels that deal with theme parks and rides and stuff like that and i love that shit um so seeing like batu which is galaxy's edge at like disney world and disneyland parks that's the the galaxy's edge is set on batu that's the place you go to when you go there um 
seeing that sort of realized in this game and being able to walk around it and stuff, ha having never been there except through the lens of other people's cameras, um, is pretty neat. But I don't play The Sims 4 <laughs> at all. I'm not a Sims fan. My wife loves it. But so that's that's what's funny about it. Well, funny is maybe different, but like um, I've seen several tweets about it so far, and I know that like you know gamers complaining is sort of like a thing. Yeah. But I know from from reading some of the tweets that there are there are certain things that Sims fans have been asking for. Even it's such simple things like, I think it's more variety and like the character creation and all that sort of stuff. And they haven't gotten that, but they did get a Star Wars expansion. Right. And it's just something they're not really excited about. Again, it's entirely don't get it if you don't want it, but it seems like that fan base is growing a bit frustrated with EA not listening. From my perspective, as not a Sims 4 player, I would be okay with this purely on the basis that at least it's new content, right? Like, it's yeah. not just how Sims normally goes, hey, you know that stuff you have for Sims 3? Buy it again for Sims 4. You're like, wait, that seems a bit cheap, guys. It's, it's funny, because, like, I sort of half actively follow the like release stuff of the sims 4 things because i know ash is really into it and she sort of likes to know about it even though she usually just she knows about it anyway but it's cool to sort of like keep an eye on it um just so i can talk with her about it um so the stuff they've been doing has actually been pretty cool like some of the expansion stuff has actually been pretty neat um it seems weird i didn't know about the inclusion stuff uh, or the, the character creator stuff that people have been asking for. It seems weird quickly, that people are... I know there was stuff that they actually wanted. Sim, I'm going to quickly double check what okay. they actually wanted. Because it, um, it seems strange because their focus at EA Play was all about... It, it was beautiful. I thought the presentation they had at EA Play for The Sims 4 was fantastic about inclusion and, um, you know, representation for different people in this game and um, people being able to express themselves the way that they might not be able to you know, in this world currently, which is fucking great for them to have an outlet for that. Um, it's shit that they can't do in real life, but, or that they have trouble doing that in real life. Anyway, I'm talking really badly here while Karin tries to research this, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems weird that they had that sort of really great presentation. And then now yeah. all this stuff's happening. Sorry. I found a couple of the tweets okay. in, in, in question. And it's just talking about stuff like, yeah, Sims, Sims is giving him like Star Wars content before letting giving him improved skin tones, babies, better personality systems, just lots of like okay. again. It seems like um, skin tone stuff and just mechanic wise stuff with personalities and all that. Okay, it just seems like again. I'm sure they packaged this up and they're like, "This is going to be great," but and it, it, the fan base is definitely more fifty fifty than I originally saw. I guess as the news has rolled out a bit further and been accepted, but. Yeah, it's just been interesting to watch this reaction because I saw a lot of people I follow being like, hell yeah. And then I saw some people who either were Sims fans or like were creeping in, I like would check the hashtag and they're like, this isn't what we wanted. So it's just been really a weird situation. Yeah, um, that's, that is bizarre. That is, yeah, that's really weird. Um, I, I think, yeah, like I said, I, I don't play The Sims, but this looks cool because Batu and Galaxy's Edge looks really cool. And... It's going to be fucking a gazillion years before I even ever get there. I will get there. I swear to God. I will get there and I'll build my lightsaber and it will be fun. And I'll have a good time. It'll be really good. But, um, yeah. I That's uh, that's weird. I actually haven't looked into yeah. all that sort of stuff. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's it's because yeah, I it was just something that's been creeping into my feed. I think I saw Jeff Grubb tweeting about how he was surprised about it as well. Just yeah, weird. But the trailer was cool and it's new content, but yeah, just seems like a very very received fifty fifty wise from the Sims fan base. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, moving on, we had the Mafia Definitive Edition story trailer. It's a note for me. Nothing uh, personal, Mafia. It's a note for me. This game looks really good, and I actually remember playing the original Mafia on PC. Um, not much of it, but I remember playing it back in the day, and it was really good. Um, and yeah, this looks like a completely different game, <laughs> but um, in a good way. But uh, I might get to it eventually. But yeah, it's a note for me. Uh, Lemnus Gate got announced. Uh, once again, just a note from me. Yep, seems cool, but not really. No, again, I say, I, sh- I say not really up my alley, but it's described as first-person shooter meets turn-based strategy game, which should I should love. But yeah, I just maybe once I, if I played it, I would be I would get it. Yeah, but it's just watching it. I'm sort of like wrapping my head around it a bit. Yeah, I need to see this game in action a lot more and have like developers talk over the top of it a lot more. It's one of those games. Again, where I'm like, I, please I, tell me how to I'm play sure, this game. I'm sure there's footage out there now. Yeah, like. So um, I saw a video where I talked about how a lot of it, like you, once you place, oh boy, once you place a soldier down on the map and like do their, like you get, you, you go, oh, just 25 second turns, right? So yeah. when a player does their turn, they've got 25 seconds to do an action. Once they do that action, it changes to someone else. And then that action that player does just loops. And right. I can see it being cool, but I just, yeah. Maybe I just need to watch a bit more of it. But yeah. this trailer alone, I was just like, neat, but what? <laughs> yeah, curious, but yeah, I I need to see more for sure, hundred uh, percent. I think the last of our Lego's representation here, which is our Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, um, has been delayed into twenty twenty one, but it didn't really have a release date anyway. So, um, I've heard good things about this. I've I, this, and, game, this is a note from me, just because. It's Lego. I know it's going to be good, but... But that's the thing. I've heard that it plays quite differently to the Lego games that we know now. Tim Geddes saw a, like a gameplay p- presentation of it. Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny. Uh, and he was like, he's like, this is this seems different. And I'm like, I'm curious about that. And also the fact of the matter is that it's going to be a lot of bang for your buck. Because that's... <laughs> there's nine movies worth of stuff in there. Um, which is pretty neat. Even if I don't like the last one but um it's pretty bad it's pretty bad but like it's really bad but i still like star wars i still enjoy star wars i enjoy that world and i enjoy for the most part the majority of the skywalker saga so and i enjoy lego games but um yeah so it's a dope for me but we don't have to talk about it for very long i just wanted to bring up the fact that apparently it's going to be a little bit different so i don't take that with a grain of salt that's what I've just heard from the, listening to different people talk about it. So, I mean, if any game could do it being fresh, it's the Lego series. But hundred percent, we'll see. Hundred percent, yeah. So that's why I'm I'm excited to see if the, if the Lego games are finally gonna hit that next sort of step, which would be cool. Uh, we've got a Shadow Drop. Uh, Struggling came out. I, I I say Shadow Drop. People might this game might have been announced, but I had no idea no idea what it was. Um, I swear yeah. it came up in. Like I feel like I'd seen it before. Either way, this is a note for me because it's gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross, and like I I, I want to watch a little bit more of people playing it, but I don't think I'm going to play it myself, so it's a note. Um, but if you want to watch the really gross trailer for it, go and watch it. It's there for the taking. Uh, we're going to see chorus in action or chorus. 
But I think again, just the because it was now. so short, this is a nope from me. It was good to see it in action, and I'm still very intrigued by this game. Um, I still feel like it looks like space combat, as in sp- yeah. ace combat. I mean, yeah. it was nice to see actual gameplay, but yeah, just it was Absolutely. so short that I'm excited for it, but this trailer just didn't give me much to talk about or be that excited about. Yep. All right, noping it on. Uh, Fall Guys Season 2 got announced. We got our first look at Season 2 of Fall Guys. God, I hate Fall Guys, but this is exciting. <laughs> I fucking hate Fall Guys, but I fucking love that game. It is so <laughs> much fun. I've never had so much fun being more frustrated at a game in my entire fucking I life. Get so, I get so mad, and then I queue up for another one. Exactly. So obviously this is a, this is a dope, right? It's yeah, obviously it's a, dope. a dope. Yeah, so we're going to have a look at the new Fall Guys season stuff, which looks pretty neat. So it looks like they're going via, like, I don't know if they're going to do this for every season, but it looks like they're doing, like, themed seasons. Um, make, it would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good way to sort of, like, keep things a bit fresh and, and, and make thing, keep things looking a little bit different as well. Um, so the theme for season two is going to be sort of medieval uh, knights and wizards and dragons and whatnot. So we've got new costumes, which include the aforementioned knights and wizards and dragons and and, and what have you. Um, and then we also got some um, a sneak book, a peek at some of the new rounds that we're going to get, some of the new games, um, which a lot of them involve like pushing platforms around, especially the team games. Like so, there's a version of Hoopsie Daisy. That involves being able to push platforms around, which also alludes to the fact that you can push other people around. So if there's a team trying to get like through a hoop, with you could go over there and just fuck with them. Which God, you I'm know gonna be is... so mad playing this game. I'm gonna be so 100%. furious. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But um, that looks really cool. Yeah, it's it's gonna be cool to see some uh, some new content coming into uh, Fall Guys, sort of keep it fresh and mix things up a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, no no date, but we do have like another 30 days of season one still. So, yeah. so they said obviously the new, give it a month for. Yeah, October apparently they said the, the new season starting. So, I wonder how long the next season will be because I feel like they can't, surely can't keep crank. Maybe this one might be a bit longer, you'd think, right? Maybe. I, I mean, Maybe. just depends on how confident they are on. I guess, yeah, true. And you've got you've to think like, how like, is their team growing? Like, at the moment, yeah. is it in a process of like, all right, we're going to hire some more people to sort of, you know, we've got the bank behind us now. We can hire more people to sort of bolster our our, our forces. Yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing like this game going forward and seeing like the, the, the tail on it. I think it's going to do pretty well for at least six to 12 months. I really do. I just think the game is so easy to explain to people. And so you watch it and you get it. You're like, all right, I understand what this game is. Because um, you've either watched Wipeout or you've seen Takeshi's Castle or, you know, you you know what battle royale games are. So it's 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 super accessible to everyone. It's super accessible for people to watch. I just find myself love. I love watching people play this game. Um, it's the first game like I've actually watched a lot of streamers play just because it is fun to watch. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, Age of Empires three definitive edition got a release date. Nope. Nope. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I just got nothing to say about it. Sorry. Um, I just don't like Age of Empires 3. Uh, that's fair. I, I just... One, one, one and two of the best Age of Empires is still how it's always been. I just... I don't have anything to say about it. Um, Wastelanders 3. Character trailer revealed. This game's actually um, out now as well. It is. I've got it queued up on my ga- on my Xbox on Game Pass. Mm. Uh, so it's this is a note for me, but just because, again, it was just... 
I want to play it. I don't. This trailer didn't push me over the line any more than I already was. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I I actually really like the look of this trailer. Um, it did make me even more interested, in maybe checking it out someday. But I, it's a note from me as well. But yeah. Anyway, uh, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond story trailer. This is uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's a note from me, but it's yeah the uh. Respawns. The dev team seems passionate, but yep. yeah, respawns I VR, don't have VR middle of the game. So. Yeah, and it, I I do, but it's not the VR that this is going to come to. It's on uh, Oculus, so it's uh, and not even quests. So anyway, Spellbreak got a release date, September third. So this trailer started as a dope and then ended as a nope. <laughs> I was dope all the way through, honestly. I, I love the look of this game. Mm-hmm. I was like, and then it's like, the intro is like, yeah, anime. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's a battle royale. Yeah, it's but it looks like, it's it's going to be free to play. I'm going to check this out actually, because it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, and it's coming with crossplay out of the box for all platforms, which is pretty cool. So, and it's coming out in like four days, three days time <laughs> as of recording now. So I'm I'm going to check it out. I really like this trailer and actually maybe more interested in the game. I've seen it before yeah. and I'm like, it's the trailer was amazing. Yeah. But then I, I was, I was like, Oh, it's battle royale. Yeah. But you yeah, cool battle mages that you fling spells at each other. It looks like fun. Could be fun. I'm going to definitely check it out. I'm willing to eat my hat down the track and say it's bad, but who knows? Uh, Turrican anthology in development. I mean, this is this isn't a dope because of Turrican because I never I honestly never played those games they look rad yeah but it's a dope because long live Factor Five. Um, it's a note for me just because like the, I maybe want to play these down the track because they look pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's fine. It's all yours. You can take it away. If you... That that's really honestly that's it. Really, oh, it's like okay. literally like I've never played this game. There's these games. Never heard of them, but they actually look neat. More than anything, I just love seeing that Factor Five logo. Uh, screw you, Sony, for killing them. I guess. Fair enough. All right, Destiny Two Beyond Light, the Element Stasis. Got shown. Nope. It's <laughs> a so note for me. I. It looks cool, but uh, I'm not going back to it. It looks neat, but I just I, when I saw the list of like the content they're locking up in the vault for this as well, I'm like, oh boy, all right. Yeah. It's like a lot of the game being locked up. Yeah. Uh, and finally, for opening night live, we got to look at Ratchet and Clank's Rift Apart uh, PS5 gameplay. So we got to see it's basically what we saw in the um, the PS5 event, um, but unedited and sort of like you know a bit more in depth look at it. It's a note for me because this is honestly something you should probably just go watch. Yeah, like. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like a lot of it was from the PS5 event, so a lot of the cool stuff was just like you've seen it yep if, it's just see it longer and unedited if, which was neat but and if yeah. you really want to hear what we thought about it you can go and listen to that episode because that's it's pretty much the same it's just like hey, it looks neat yeah. um i like ratchet and clank visually it sort of looks a lot like the last one i played on ps4 but um seeing more of that ssd tech or you know i guess not the, the the load trickery going on like is neat yes very much so um all right and finally we had uh the future game show now we're we're gonna go through this, but we're not gonna go through all of it because this game this had like fifty three games. I refuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I su- I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> I suppose before we move on, we should say what what are your thoughts on um, opening night live as a presentation overall? It, it, it was okay. Yeah, Again, my fun. favorite part was the Carl Bossman pre show. 
Yeah, I, I like it's. I feel the same way about it as I felt about it last year. Honestly, um, it was good. It was fine. Um, it's just it's hard because if, if there's nothing to announce, then what are you going to do about it? Like it's just this year is weird. Yep, weird year. Um, so with the yeah, so the future game show this time around hosted by David Hayter and I have not got her name off the top of my head. Um, but Meryl's voice actor from Metal Gear Solid. Um, it's like a three-word name as well. Oh <laughs> boy! Do you want Do you want a hand? Yes, please. It's Debbie May West. Debbie May West. I knew it was three names. I was like, it's it's something like something something something. That was what I was like. I knew that Debbie May West. Um. So yeah, Meryl and Snake hosting this time. Great. Honestly, that like, if we could just talk about the show itself, I got a lot of laughs out of me for the um the little bits in between that they were doing. The fact, yeah, that... I didn't really, I didn't really get into the first future game show, which that was with um Nolan yeah. North and so like it was Nate and um Elena, Elena, yep, Elena, yeah, which was neat, but man. I just can't resist Snake and Meryl, and now I just want to play Metal Gear Solid 1, and I'm just mad at Konami. Just let me... Konami, I will buy Metal Gear Solid 1 on PS4. The PS1 version, name the price. Honestly, at this point, just let me buy it. Just do it. I just want to play Metal Gear Solid 3 again. So I'm get, oh, wait, I think it may have left Game Pass. It's just left Game Pass. Oh, it was on Game Pass. It, it, um, it just left. Um, yeah, trust me, I know. I was like, I could play some Metal Gear Solid. The fuck? It's gone. Um, but yeah, I, I love the fact that, um, that all the little bits I was doing, the fact that it started with a codec call as well, like that just made me laugh a lot and just getting David, yeah, like, getting to hear David Hayter do Snake's voice is always a joy. It is. <laughs> just, Curse you, fan of pain. But anyway, that, that's, I feel like we're detracting away from the actual show itself, but yeah, they, well, it's part of the great. show. Yeah. It was, it was it part is. of the show. And I it was important it. to bring the, up. I thought it was fun. The, the way, yeah, their interaction is so good. Just got me. I, I was hooked for the show. I wanted to watch all of it, thanks Could, to them. But your hands are shaking, rookie. Um, rookie. You've got rookie eyes. Uh, rookie eyes. Uh, so we've decided we'd go through and pick a few things that we sort of stuck out to us. It's the best way to do it. Because there was so much. <laughs> so much. I think, would you say it was like over 53 games or something? Yeah, I'll link a list mm. if you want to go check out the full list. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, it, and it was, it was crammed into like... I want to say like an hour and 20 minutes or so. It was so a like, pretty, like the pacing was just like bang, bang, bang. There was um, not a lot of dead air. It's not bad to have on if, you, you know, if you're just doing like something at home and you just want to have something on in the background, it's not a bad thing to watch if you've not watched through it all yet. It's, it's fun. You might find something that interests you, like some of the games that we've found. Um, the one I was going to bring up first was uh, Morbid, the Seven Acolytes, uh, which is like a horror punk action RPG. Uh, and I just, it looked really good. It's like a top-down uh, RPG. Um, it's top-down Bloodborne is what it is. <laughs> basically it is. And I'm like, yep, let's do it. This sounds like fun. Um, yeah, they said they, they it's a self-professed isometric Souls-like inspired by the works of Lovecraft. So I'm like, ah, it's ticking the boxes. I can definitely give this a, give this a go. But um, yeah, it's coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC later this year. I'm hoping eventually it'll come to the Switch. Because it seems like switch bait to me if I ever did see some. I mean, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, definitely keeping my eye on that one. It's called uh, Morbid the Seven Acolytes. Definitely checking that. That was my first one off the rank. 
so the first one I really picked up on was pretty early in the show, and that was Quantum Error. And I don't remember. I think we saw it. Was this our first time seeing it? I don't know. I feel like I think it was it first popped up somewhere else. Gameplay, maybe. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, either way, the it's first person cosmic horror shooter. Uh, again, don't really know much about it, but I am down to support anything that is going to push horror mm-hmm. more than anything. Yep. Uh, I got some sort of Doom three ish vibes. That just be- could be because it's like not slow FPS, but you know. Slowish FPS, dark, moody environments, which is what I really liked about Doom Three. It seems very um, calculated. I also hated it. <laughs> yeah, it seems very calculated, especially like like reloading that shotgun was like yes, painful. Yeah. But I'm like, that's a choice. Like that's that that's it intentional, is. and I, I appreciate them for doing that. So I don't think it's got a date yet, but it's coming for PS4 and PS5. So yeah, mm. it's gonna be keeping an eye on this one. Keeping an eye on that one. Uh, one that I've had my eye on for a little while. It was nice to see pop up again and get surprised with a release date for PC was uh, BPM bullets per minute. Uh, now, this is the other rhythm-based first-person shooter that isn't the metal one. So there's the metal one that was like spoken about a lot like a month or two ago. Um, this is the other one that got announced, I think, a week before that one. Anyway, um, this one's more of a... I, we were talking about this before the show started. I think that's where these two games are going to get compared a lot. Um, but I think that's where the similarities are going to end because this one's more roguelike where it's just like randomly generated dungeons going through, going through uh, and sort of getting better and, and better as you go along. Uh, whereas the other one's going to be a little bit more story, narrative focused, you know, designed levels, set stages and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for BPM and I don't have to wait long to play it because it's coming out, I think on the 15th of September for PC. Uh Looking really cool, sounding really cool, which is also very important. Um, and yeah, I'm probably going to check this one out, to be honest. It's looking good. Uh, so my next one was actually a game I saw on, I swear I saw it on um, Kickstarter recently under a different name. And honestly, the other name was bad, so I'm kind of glad they've changed it. I think it was called Deathbound or something like that. Right. Either way, now it's called Deathground. Uh, it is. A, uh, it can be played solo or co-op, but primarily it is a survival horror game featuring fucking awesome AI dinosaurs. We need more dinosaur stuff in general. Yeah. So for that alone, this is a dope. But if this is a good, fun survival horror dinosaur game, like, oh man, whatever fills the void left by Dino Crisis, sign me up. Yeah, this could be a lot of fun. Um, you definitely, I, I could definitely get into this. You will not have to twist my wife's arm to get into this either. Because she loves anything dinosaurs. dinosaur as well. So, yeah. Dinosaurs, I, man. I, I think she'd definitely be into this as well. So this could be fun to play. I mean, don't get me wrong. It does sort of seem like, I, I don't want to say they did want it, but boy, the Jurassic Park vibes are very strong. Oh, yeah. Straight straight down to the, if I guess we haven't seen the names of them yet. They seem to be perpetuating the Velociraptor lie, but it's fine. Right. <laughs> it's fine. Fair enough. That, that, that definitely isn't going to leave its mark on future generations, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to keep this uh, this dinosaur train rolling because one of the other ones... Oh, the other dinosaur game that got shown in this presentation, uh, I'm excited because I, I am interested in... Um, in uh, was it Deathbound? Deathground. De- uh, Death Ground. Death I am interested in playing that, especially considering it's co-op. I think that's a, that's a very key indicator that I'm very interested in. I said it's co-op, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so it can be played solo, solo or co-op. Yep. So that could be a lot of fun. 
Um, but then there's uh, the three-person co-op shooter, Second Extinction, which I still think is a dumb name, but... It's such a dumb name, it's a I hate it. dumb name, and I hate it, but it does look like a stupid action movie game with dinosaurs, and I'm like, this looks like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, someone, someone wrote here in this Games Radar article, Second Extinction is giving me Jurassic Park meets 2001's Evolution vibes. Yes, you know, the one, that David Duchovny movie. I was like, yep, yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, it just seems like Left for Dead, but with dinosaurs. And I, I, I mean, again, at the same time, whatever it takes to get more dinosaur content, because to this day is insane to me that Jurassic Park just sort of has that cornered, right? Yep. We, I mean, there have been dinosaur, you know, Dino Crisis and um, Ark, whatever its name is. Yeah, yeah. Existing, but I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, Jurassic Park's just like, I'm the dinosaur thing. And if they're not doing anything, then no one's doing anything. I'm like, no, no, no. Give me more dinosaurs, please. And it's not even like... I'm we're, begging you. It's not even like we're getting Jurassic Park games. We've had, like, one in the past few years? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I don't... I, I fully respect you if you don't like it, but I love that game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I, it looks really good. It, I, it looks kind of fun. I could definitely get into it, but... um. Yeah, I I I just think Second Extinction looks like a, it could be a lot of like m- the mindless action movie of video games where you just jump in with a couple of mates, blast some dinosaurs and have a good time. Like it, it seems like a good Saturday night in to me, um, or any day of the week night at this stage of the year. So every day can be dinosaur day. <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought you said Dino DNA then for a second, and I was like Dino DNA. I resisted the attempt. I. Because my housemate's been playing my copy of Jurassic World. It's just, <laughs> every, every, like, every five minutes, it's just like, Dino DNA. DNA. <laughs> uh, uh, Complete uh, the code. Anyway. Um, Jurassic Park is still a good movie. Yeah, it is. It's very good. Uh, what else you got for me, Karen? Uh So the next one I picked up on was uh, kind of a surprise to me as well, because I watching it, I wasn't super convinced looking at the art style, but the mechanics and how the game plays sound really good that is uh epic chef okay interesting. Going games published by team 17 uh what is it i don't even really know how to describe it besides it's heavily based on cooking yep and the game's ridiculous amount of recipes that you can just get from combining ingredients and with the cooking you'll be doing chef battles and again the judges uh no two judges are the same so a lot of how you build, like build your meals and what you sort of like I think sauce, all sorts of ingredients that you can grow and help you. Uh, there's people in the village you can help and do side quests for to give you ingredients as well to sort of help mix up your meals. It just sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, there was something, kind of surprise. There was something that popped up in this trailer that made me go, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be into this as much as I thought I would be. But I can't remember what it was. I know what that was. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but... Everything I know else... that unicorn poop is considered a delicacy in this world. It, so yeah, it is. You can use it for your sauces, unicorn yeah. poop in your food. Um, the mechanic of like the three different, like the red, yellow, and the blue um, elements, basically to decide yeah. like what kind of style of dish. Very reminiscent of uh, Battle Chef Brigade. Um, yep. Just in the way that that, that was a similar similar system, and so that's why I was like, oh, interesting. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I can definitely, I want to know more about it, but yeah, did look pretty cool. Interesting. Um, I think the next one I've got is something that you have as well. 
do you, I've got two games left, and I think there might be some double ups. I think so. What do you got next? I got Chinatown Detective Agency. Yep, I've got that on here. Yes. So well, let's just talk about it together. Um, yeah, it's a uh, according to the Steam listing is a cyber noir point and click adventure game. Um, and yeah, the art style of this game looks really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good like sprite pixel work and stuff with really nice lighting and stuff as well, which is yeah, it really it captures the mood and the atmosphere really well. Mm. Uh, it's amazing how good they're getting it, getting it doing that with these sort of games. Yeah, and I, I I'm absolutely here for it. Um, I, is it is there like a a, pro, a prologue demo coming up at the end of September? Isn't it? Yes, thirty of yeah. September. There's a prologue, uh, like free prologue you can play on Steam. Uh, otherwise, it's coming out early twenty twenty one. Look, look forward to hearing what I think because I'm definitely going to be queuing that up. Yeah, do you know what? it kind of gives me like Carmen San Diego vibes, like switching between different. But, but, but like, oh yeah, okay, I was gonna say, but bit moodier. Oh, hundred percent. Like, not in terms of like, I just said in terms of like mechanics. Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah, just yeah. like a little bit more um, tacked onto a um, Carmen San Diego vibe, which I'm totally fucking cool for. Like that, that's fine. Could be wrong, but looks really neat, and I'm I'm definitely keeping my eye out for this one. And you know, I'm gonna say we're probably gonna play that prologue, and we'll probably talk about it on the show. Absolutely, I'll be there. Done. Awesome uh what's your last game so my last one is operation tango hey. which i'm not going to talk about too much because i feel like we've talked about this when it was first revealed mm-hmm. again just a cool multiplayer game where one person is a hacker and one person is a spy and you've got to work together to sort of get through these puzzle rooms the examples they showed in the trailer was pretty neat mm-hmm. like like drawing the pathway for the uh the the spy as the hacker but then as you're going along, like you can only draw so much. And then there's like the, the spike walls coming in, but just sort of gets rid of the path. Just, yeah. Co- like um, communication seems essential, but the idea is really neat. And um, there's a free demo. If it's running longer than tomorrow, maybe we'll check it out, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to yeah try and investigate with how long that demo is up for, because if it's up this week, we should definitely set aside some time and give it a play. Cause yeah, oh, absolutely. But if it ends tomorrow, it might be a bit tight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my last one is, again, another game that we've probably talked about before on the show, um, but we've got an, a little bit more of a look at it, which is called The Sea. Um, the, th- the reason I'm bringing it up again is because um, they sort of, in this new gameplay demo, sort of uh, elaborated on the fact that it's going to have sort of Lovecraftian vibes, but uh, not in the way of, like, you know cosmic horror like impending sense of dread way it's more of like the surreal side of uh of lovecraftian horror and i'm like that's the shit i love <laughs> i mean i like the other side as well but i'm like that's yeah because you love you love bloodborne yeah exactly 100 percent. so i'm like that sounds fucking cool um so I, I i this game is sort of like creeping more and more up my list of like most anticipated um uh, and i think it's coming out and it's going to be on game pass as well because i think it's a Oh, neat. Uh, Microsoft. That's cool. I, I, again, could be talking you, out my ass you, here. You've got to stop. You've got to stop making promises for Microsoft. Uh, well, it's here. it's an Xbox. It's an Xbox and PC uh, exclusive. If, so, what if Phil Spencer finds out? It's an Xbox exclusive. So, yeah, I'm just and... saying, it might be on. <laughs> it might be on Game Pass. That might be, but I feel like it is. Like I feel like it was in. No, it is because it was in the Xbox thing where they were like. All the games here are going to be featured on Game Pass. It was. Okay. Yeah, there we go. 
I'll, I will believe yeah. you. I'm glad. Um, I mean, they could change their minds like at the drop of a hat, and I could look like a fool. But yeah, they they're like, wait, Joel said it was gonna be, pull the plug. They just cut like, that nah, deal. Fuck it. Shred that contract. It's done. And I've got like the devs coming after me. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I think that's an episode though, Kyron. What did you think though of Future Games all over? Yeah, again, I really liked it. A lot of what got me through it was just the chemistry between uh, Snake and Meryl, yep. is, is often going to call them, because it was just so many great Metal Gear throwbacks. I'm like, it just made me miss Metal Gear so much. And then I got mad at Konami, and now I'm arrived. I've arrived here. And it's just, I just want to play Metal Gear. Also, the games looked really good, and there were so many of them, but I was keeping a list. I'm just like, we are not going through all of these at all. Nope. There is too many. Nope. Uh, so if you did watch it, and you thought it was pretty cool. There was something in there that we didn't talk about. Let us know. Yeah. Like I said, I'll link. There's like a games radar article that I'll link to in the chat. It has just all the games in the, in the, in the show notes. And yeah, just, oh boy, so much. <laughs> yeah. It was cool that games radar are doing this sort of future game show thing. I completely forgot that there was another one happening <laughs> this weekend. And then it ended up, I kind of enjoyed it. I think a little bit more than opening that live. Speaking yeah, yeah, no, I definitely think I enjoyed it more as well. Speaking of events that have been forgotten about, hey, Ubisoft, I haven't forgotten that you said that you'd have another thing coming. I think that, <laughs> I remember. Didn't they say November, though? I think it was September. September? Oh, I don't even I know. Bet, what is time? I assume Ubisoft's forgotten, right? Because both Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion were both in future games. Well, I so. think they said that this next one's going to be about the future stuff that we, like, so okay. I think, like, Gods and Monsters and... We'll see. Whatever else is coming. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's something else, but yeah. I think they they mentioned it was going to be more about stuff that's coming out down the road. Cu- curious to see. I, we'll see. Again. But I haven't forgotten Ubisoft. Yeah, that's right. We're not out of a woods yet of all this stuff. I did, but then Kyra reminded me, and then, no, I have not forgotten. So there you go. Sure. They both got you. Anyway, I think that's an episode, Kyron. What do you reckon? I think you are correct. Done. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you giving your time to listen to us rant and rave about the things that games and the industry at large that make us passionate about it. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us across Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, any sort of reviews, thumbs up, shares, likes you can give us are greatly appreciated. Uh, as for my our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. And most recently, I retweeted a video of a game called Chained Echoes, which at the time of recording, there's a demo on Steam 4, but it might be gone when this is out. Uh, it's just a super sweet 16-bit SNES-style RPG in a fantasy world with mechs and dragons. And just sign me up. I know I got sort of burned by CrossCode, but this one might come to the rescue for me. I keep going back to CrossCode a little bit, but... I, I want to, but I just... Uh, I'm trying. It's, it's, it's just not there. But uh, where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Mac, where I've just been tweeting about stuff I've been playing, which is basically Spiritfarer and River City Girls. Uh, but I did do a retweet from uh, Daniel Vukovic from Vukes. Um... And he said that the worst part about dropping a Nintendo Direct like this is the games featured don't get talked about. Instead, everyone talks about what it's not. To not talk about these things in advance does a disservice to the games featured, regardless of what they are. Which I thought was a pretty, you know... Yeah, look, it's fair. Like, Nintendo... Fair statement. It's tough. 
they can't really win. But the better thing to do would have been to have just been like, hey, we're dropping a partner mini, right? Yeah. Like, immediately everyone's sure. I mean, they'll get the usual angry people on Twitter coming at them, but that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. At least that's fair to the games. But yeah, it's a shame that they still don't seem to get that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've been tweeting about. Uh, in that case, I will let our wonderful outro see us out, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Options podcast.